What's happening, weirdos? This is Abby Jacobson. I still we recorded it today. I still kind of can't believe she came on. She's one of those people that the few times I've seen her out and about, I get starstruck, I get nervous. But she was so so delightful. This is always a treat when we reach that frequency of kind of like a sleepover or a friend hang instant friends kind of vibe. I'm going to say it, instant friends kind of vibe. Really enjoyed our chat. So awesome. Definitely check out A League of Their Own, which is on Amazon Prime right now. Val and I are currently watching it. It is, as Abby says, a reimagining. It's not a reboot or a remake. It's a reimagining and it's incredible. And she's incredible in it. So definitely check that out. A couple things for me to plug as well. I have my Largo show here in LA. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to that. Always awesome. October 9th and November 3rd are the next two. Hope to see you out there. They've been so awesome. Neil Brennan did the last one. We've had Sarah Silverman. I can't say who, but we're definitely going to have a very big guest in October. Pretty excited about that on October 9th. Uh, Largo-LA.com for tickets to that. Uh, And I'm going on tour. It's the Pete Holmes Where Were We Tour. Boom. Art by Katie Fischel. Uh, we, I sounded like David Brent on the office Art by Katie Fischel. Not bad. Uh, I'm going to be in Toronto, Atlantic city, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington, DC. We may be adding some more dates right now. The tickets out on PeteHolmes.com are Toronto, Atlantic city, and Boston. Cause those are the ones that are on sale, but as they become available, we'll be adding them. So Chicago, hope to see you out. That's going to be at the den. That's a full weekend. So I'll be there all weekend. Hope to see a lot of weirdos out there. It's going to be truly, truly great. Truly, truly great. couple things to plug. If you like this show, the best thing to do, we don't have a Patreon or anything like that, just try Pete's Pick. Just try some of the products that I love and swear by, like Magic Mind. It's funny, Abby actually drinks a Magic Mind in this episode, which was not planned. Here they are, a sponsor, but here she drinks one on the air. And she loved it because I love it. I absolutely am so into Magic Mind. It's not an energy drink. I don't mess with energy drinks. I don't do great with high levels of caffeine. Magic Mind only has about 35 milligrams of caffeine in it. It's like having a green tea or something like that. Pretty mild on the caffeine level. Has adaptogens, which are naturally occurring compounds that help round out the edges of stress. So this is something you take with your coffee. If you're drinking coffee in the morning, it's going to round out and smooth out that, that jolt you get from caffeine and make it more productive, more sustainable, dialed in. This isn't something that gets you jacked up. It makes you dialed in. It's a little shot. Like I say this in the episode, I always feel like the witcher when I'm drinking a little elixir because that's what it is. It's a magical elixir that makes you focus better on your work, be more creative and drink less coffee, which is great for a lot of reasons. Your sleep, your health, lots of stuff. I'm just going to say generally your health. It's got a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics that help you focus and adaptogens that help you fight off stress can be taken for a daily. I take it sometimes twice daily, to be honest, for a sharper mind steady energy, immune support, and less stress. You get 30% more done on average, five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. And I can attest to that. I sometimes have it around 10 a.m. It's still in my system several hours later, and it's not a jacked up feeling. It's just a, your brain has what it needs, energy-wise, focus-wise. It's truly incredible. It's changed my life. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink 
For creators, entrepreneurs, and freelancers, athletes have Gatorade. Now creators have Creatorade. Don't expect wired, expect dialed in. Helps fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that sweet, sweet flow state. After three to seven days of continuous use, gets easier to get into that flow state. Easier, the more you use it, the better it works. It is a creator's best friend. You will fall in love with this as I have. I promise it is incredible. And I actually have a special offer for listeners, for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use our discount code at checkout weird to get a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird. Use promo code weird to get a limited 20% off your first order and try the world's first productivity drink. Honestly, a super secret weapon in my creative life. Speaking of secret weapons, this right here that you're seeing me wear, if you're watching the video version, this is my Apollo Neuro. If you guys listen to the show, you guys know I swear by this. Val swears by this. And there's no product, maybe Magic Mind, it's tied for first, that I tell people about just in regular life. They see it, I tell them about it. Deliver, delivers gentle, almost subperceptual vibrations directly into your nervous system because that is the language that your nervous system speaks. Touch. This is basically like a wearable hug that helps you fight stress and recover from stress. Can help you relax, focus, and be more productive. A wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. I actually left uh, the house, <laughs> this was two mornings ago, got quite a ways from the house, realized I forgot my Apollo, turned around and came back and got it. That's how important it is. And last night I did sets, uh, stand up, and I, as I was tr falling asleep, it was hard for me to fall asleep. I realized I didn't, my Apollo had run out of battery. I charged it, wait 10 minutes, put it back on. That's how much I rely on it to lull me into sleep. If all it did was help me fall asleep, I would still be singing its praises. But it also helps me wake up. It helps me ease into social situations that would have otherwise made me anxious. It helps me be clear and focused when I'm working. It helps me recover from a workout or from a stressful conversation with my parents. It helps me meditate. There's a meditation and mindfulness setting. Sometimes I use it when I'm not meditating just to kind of feel a little bit more zen. But when I use it when I'm meditating, I go so much deeper, so much more easily. And at night I put it on relax and unwind when we're watching TV. Before I know it, I'm starting to nod off, get in bed, put it on sleep and renew. And if I get up in the middle of the night, hit these two buttons, reruns the program and helps lull me back to sleep. It is actually training your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. And it's not, I always say this, it's not woo woo. They don't sell these in crystal shops. This is science. It's specifically neuroscience. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies. And you can try it with 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird for 10% off and to show your support of this show. All right, everybody. Enjoy Abby Jacobson. Be sure to check out uh, A League of Their Own and hope to see you on the road. Uh, you got those dates. Go to Pete Holmes if you want to come see me do stand-up. PeteHolmes.com. In the meantime, 
Enjoy. Abby Jacobson, get into it. And we're, we're started, Abby, this is a very casual show, if that's okay. I just don't want you to feel like we're bugging you, <laughs> like bugging your secret thoughts on weather. No, no. Oh, it's because it's... <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, I would love for my thoughts on the weather to not... Could you, we can edit it out. Yeah. This is your episode and it's a safe space. You have several weeks. I didn't take these off. I was just going to say. I don't have socks on though. No, no, no. Think of it as like a sleepover. Okay. Do you want a blanket? No, no, I'm good. I don't know how you are. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. You're the only guest. <laughs> no one does that. Ryan Holiday just did it and the whole time he was like well, this. It's like a really deep. You must have to. It's just you, have to. you have to. But it's supposed to be like a. It's not really by design, but I love sleepovers. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't this feel like a sleepover? I haven't had one in a while. Right? I mean, except like with like my person I'm with. Of course. Yeah. That's I mean, the perma sleepover. Yeah. And with Val. Well, that's that's why I didn't uh, hug or shake or anything you as our baby has a cold. So she was in our bed last night. And I actually think that's my favorite thing in the world. I would imagine. It's yeah. and it has to be for her. Imagine oh, yeah. your your two be. number one people. Oh my god, like let me in. Right? Yeah. It's cuddle puddle. Yeah. And I was just reading this um it's so embarrassing when I'm reading a book and I know you're a reader. I was listening to I try, you. I try. We Are have you? time. Tell me. Wait, why'd you say it's embarrassing that you're reading a book? No, it's embarrassing that I will mention a book because I read multiple oh. books at once. Oh, oh, oh you're like so, it's embarrassing I was yeah. reading a book. No, <laughs> It's it like a humble. Like, it is. Like, it's a humble brag. Yeah. You know, I'm a reader. Yeah. But if you can manage to read, I do want to talk about that with you. But anyway, this book called Tribe, which I'm really enjoying, uh, talks about how like parents and babies, we're primates. We share 98% of our DNA with chimpanzees. But this whole like sleep training thing, oh, yeah. they're like, that would have been considered child abuse for the past million years of human evolution. Right. So, like not... To leave well, a baby. Also, there's like nowhere to, where would they have left the baby? It would have been like right there always, right? Absolutely, yeah. which I don't even think would count because, and he is making the case, and by the way, I know this is a sensitive subject, to, so to those parents that are sleep training, I understand, I get it. Just kind of, kind of making this other point. He said that we hold our children skin to skin like 16% of the time, whereas our ancestors were like 90, 90% of the time right. around there. Yeah. And I'm just like, when I do it, it does sort of feel sort of like cheaty, like I'm being too lovey to the baby, but it also feels like the best thing in the world. See, I don't have any kids yet. Yeah. I can't, ima- like, I can't imagine you're being bombarded with what to do, how to do it, all the different ways Yeah, from like internet, Yep. Uh, books and friends who yep. just did it and parents. And do who, it right? to your face. Your parents will do it to your face. But <laughs> the sleep training, I have friends doing that too. And I, I like, I, I don't know how you choose what to do. Well, Val, that's my wife, and I are super softies and we're just going with that instinct. So the yeah. like cry it out thing just wasn't on the table. I mean, I, I even have a dog and I, I remember doing that with like a... It's not the same, but like a no, it is the like same. a crate training. You're like, I can't. We I had can't that. do this. We had that with Brody. We yeah. were like, for some reason, I got in my mind because I had never had a dog before that I was like, dogs need to sleep in crates. Otherwise, I don't know what I thought he would do, like mangle the you sofa were told or something. The same thing where you're like, well, he needs to know this, and then once he's trained, then you can like let exactly. It's well, like, thank you. Wait, why do we? 
And by the way, a lot of the same shame stuff applies. I remember I Instagrammed that we got the dog. Then like 10 days later, I was really having like a, like a panic that we had made a mistake with the dog. We did not get rid. We still have this dog, but I felt trapped. And obviously, there's like a social element to that. It's like yeah. you you didn't get a rescue, or or you oh, con- even considering giving the dog away. I'm ashamed to admit that. Yeah. So when it comes to breastfeeding, sleep training, oh what do you feed them? I know it's insane. It's insane. But you would like to. You kind of have kids. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. There's a personal question, yeah, but yeah, I, I you can always you can always just say pass. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, I I do. Yeah. I'm kind of old. I'm not. See, this other thing. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I kind of gotta, I kind of gotta do it soon. Yeah. But I I do want kids. You it's, would you carry the the baby? I think. Because that's the biological. The oh, only reason I right asked biological. Right. That's your. That's your close. <laughs> Didn't process. And I'm gonna give you a stand-up tip. Ice, like cr- ice cream cone. Ice cream cone with your microphone. Okay. No, no, no. And if there was, we just won't use that shot. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Um. You were I saying think you I, carry, carrying the baby. I think like, I we don't know exactly, but I think one. Yeah. Yeah. W- one. At least one. You would do one. What well, I would do one. And you might have two. Yeah, that's a really cool. Option. Well, I don't know. I I, I don't know. We By like the way, do not nobody, have this. This is like, not a legal out. document. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. That process, first of all, is a huge undertaking. Like they say, like I'm not like a huge astrology person or anything like that. But they say it shows up on a chart like a death. And Val will say that there, it, like a huge event, like like a, like a death in that sense. You mean like wait? You mean like looking at the mom's? chart or looking like at the mom's chart oh like that it's like you were abby like you were abby you were abby bam you're somebody else because like it'll become... show up when someone were to look at my thing before i were to have it or i don't know when... if, i don't think it works that way but oh, I okay think, i didn't understand what you're saying i, I don't even know I, <laughs> I use an example that i can't even fully back up what i'm saying let me let me bring it back to yeah Earth. yeah val would say that it it's this rite of passage oh yeah which this culture is severely starving for so there's something really cool and i like like freudian pouch envy stuff i saw what val did giving birth to the baby and i saw that she did something impossible and then showed up on the other side of it so it must she must be stronger than she thought she was you know what i mean like that's a invaluable experience oh yeah that's uh, yeah and i feel a lot of my friends a lot of my close girlfriends have recently had kids and i'm just sort of like wow yeah like it is huge 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 it's and very scary i was just gonna say terrifying yeah too. i i had a lot of moments as the as the non holding the baby partner yeah. where i was like and val knows this so fucking thank god like i i would have nightmares really? like junior oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'd be so scared is it david no, it's not Katie Pukko. It's not Danny DeVito. It's... But shouldn't it be? Tom Arnold. <laughs> but shouldn't it Wait, be? Wait, isn't there one where that's it's like... Twins. That's twins. That's twins. Is in Junior? As well. They brought him back. Because well, I was like, just that's casting. I was like, they there should there was one. Okay, but that's Junior too. Is that what they're trying to do with The Rock and Kevin Hart? I just realized. I, mean, I just realized. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot. I didn't think of that either. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. (laughs) 
Truly yeah. as someone who, yeah, there's nothing new. What? Truly as someone what? <laughs> who just like read, I just reimagined a thing. There is like nothing new. We can't call it a reboot? It's not really a reboot. It is a reimagining. I and try not to because people are like very upset. Are they? <laughs> or just like people get really upset when you're going to reboot their thing. So well, you're I try rebooting to re-imagine. a memory. Yes, reimagining is great. Yeah. By the way, the show's fantastic. Thank I, you. I, I didn't mean to. So I good. didn't mean to. That was just an organic segue, but. Excuse there is me, nothing Abby. new. We all saw it coming a mile away. You came in here talking about the weather and you kept being like, yeah, this weather's in its, a weather. league of its own. <laughs> it's like, stop it. You're a media mogul and a promotion machine. She mentioned Everything. it three times. Uh, this craftsman is in a league you said of you had to take. <laughs> you said you had to take a Pina Davis when you went to the bathroom. And you said, I'm sorry to be a real Madonna right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, that's so good. If I was doing that, that's really good. They, that's uh, great. I gotta like get a couple more. No, more puns. <laughs> I gotta take a Pina Davis. Um, but that is interesting. I didn't consider that people must be a little protective because oh, it's yeah. like a two-hour childhood memory. And it's like movie, it's one I mean. of my favorite movies. This is why we did it. But it is people were are like, why do you need to remake? Like why? Like I think in general, a lot of people are just like angry at remakes. Yeah. Like why can't there be anything new? What like Hollywood has no original ideas anymore? Sure. All that I don't get really upset. Like you know the those that sector of the internet, I just have a I don't feel that way that strongly to comment about anything. Yes. In that way, like I kind of just don't understand. I am. I think I have anger. In my life, but like I don't feel like I need to put it on the internet. Love, yeah. Need you know? <laughs> also, I'm not a huge Course in Miracles. Sorry to keep mentioning astrology now or the Course Love in it. Miracles. Course in, do you know a Course in Miracles? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It was a book that a, a woman channeled. It doesn't matter. It's interesting. Okay. Wow. A lot of people love it. Okay. Um, I love the the practices about it. I keep looking at your toe. I don't want you to think I'm like a weirdo, like checking I out think your feet. There's but one they're that very has colorful. Really bad. Don't say it. No, no. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you ever paint your nails, but see this. My daughter. When I. And I. If you, I got a pedicure and I like immediately ruined it. And then Shame. like with the the shoe and haven't fixed it. So shame. Sorry. Shame. Uh, as someone a lot of who shame has recently yeah. started getting pedicures in flippy flop season, by the way, all of our dad's feet are so disgusting. Your dad, my dad, I what know. are these fucking feet? Should so I was go. like, you need to start fixing that shit now. Yeah. I'm 43. It's right around now that they're yeah. starting but it's to turn like, into when Star you, Wars. You start going, aren't you a little bit like, wow, this is like a little Ab. life changing, right? It's everything. It's self-care. Things. Women yeah. have had self-care cornered. Yeah. Wrong, not wrongly. Here, let me say, let's put a pin in self-care just for yeah, five yeah, seconds. Wait, the thing I, I was going to say in A Course in Miracles. Yeah, yeah I want to see A Course in Miracles. I love this teaching. It goes, you're not angry for the reason you think you are, is one of the like things you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's not about, it, it's it, not this that. is not about this. And they actually, because it's a spiritual thing, they go down, they go, you're angry because you think you live in a meaningless universe. <laughs> That's so, it just goes like, stop. It's yeah. not a league of their own. <laughs> no, I'm like, you're not really, are you, re- like, this is not about us redoing this movie. <laughs> it's absolutely not. No. And then the third one, again, and then we're going to go back to self-care. I'm more excited about that. But the third one is God did not create a meaningless universe. I know that uses religious language, but it's like, this like. Whatever you 
believe yes yes believe, you could say yes. the universe is not meaningless meaningless yeah. it, even if you don't believe that it's helpful to say it and yeah. and lean towards looking for the evidence that it's not meaningless. Yeah. you know what i'm saying we'll get to that later w- w- unless you had something no you go, you go. <laughs> I just wanted to really um, no, work ahead. a course in miracles into the the subreddit about people no, who hate a league of their it own. It is such like a. Um, I have a hard time with the internet. I think because get off it, it makes me feel terrible if I ever like just dive right below the surface of of anything like that. I'm like, wow, I can't handle this. Well, what's your relationship energy? with it? Like with social media and all I'm that. Not on good for you. Twitter. Okay. No, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm not on. Hey, good I'm for you. On, Twitter. I'm just on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's still like that's like the last. The last thing. one. And I'm really, I really wasn't on it very much at all until the show came back, and then I, I just feel this, like I feel like it's part of the uh, press. Yes. Like it's part of. Mark, like I, I feel a responsibility. Like I have to sort of market it to whatever people would have watched Broad City. Would watch, like I just feel That's like right. a very yeah. It's part of the game now. No, you you wrote a, a wonderful book. When I was doing my book, I was and my book is all about like not really, but it's kind of hinting that social media and stuff is bad. And yet I'm on social media being like, hey, you got to check out it's this so, book. You, yeah. you have to. It, exactly. Me too. I feel like I'm like what are we, I think there's a part in the book where I'm talking about this because we all feel that, but. It's vicious. Like you need it. It's there. It's part of the marketing mm-hmm. stuff. Well, it's like um, McDonald's or or to pick, pick a fast food chain that might not be good for you. You need food, so they they have the like hook. Yes. You need connection, right? Not just promotion, but you kind of like talk about a million years of of human biology we need to check in with the community with the yeah. tribe see where we are yeah i don't mean to say especially women but women tend to lean even more communal than men so we're having like that this uh yanking us towards it but this is look this is too heavy-handed but like i was just talking to mike Berbiglia yesterday i was telling him i have this bit about social media and how i think it's funny that everybody thinks that if you were in one flew over the cuckoo's nest you would be the person that wouldn't take the pills right because they make everyone crazy. Right. So you throw them over your head or you... Yeah, yeah. Poor Katie's heard me say this a million times. Or you put them under your tongue or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But here's the rub. Some of those pills are Xanax. Right. You know, so, that's what I mean. Like, some of the pills are promoting your book. Right. Like, some of them are knowing your friends had a baby. Yes. So there's some... I'm, I'm using Xanax as meaning you'll yeah, like is, it. Yeah. And then there's the crazy making ones <laughs> as well. The good pill. Xanax. Yeah. Xanax.com slash weird yeah. for 10% added to your bill at the end of the program. But it still supports the show. Please do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but like, what's interesting about that is I, I'm trying to say like, fuck social media. It's the pills that makes everyone crazy because it reduces reality into a binary. It's either good or bad. Yeah. Either Abby, look, you look hot or it's like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, like, or like, get, like go like, yeah, go fuck yourself. It's like, go truly fuck yourself. like nobody, nobody is going to be You're on like, like a wild ride. That's right. Like, yeah. And don't get me started on how the human brain is uh, preconditioned to hold on to negative things 10 times more than, than positive. Yeah, it's like, I... Like the good, I don't process a good thing, but I will take like the one. Of course. It's terrible. It's a drug. Yeah. It's a, it's and I a, feel like I'm looking for it. You are. I am. I just, I'm only saying that because I am. Yeah. It's like, it's whenever I engage or when I mean engage, whenever I actually look at the feedback, 
it is to find a bad one. Yep. This, or the bad ones. It's, it's as mo- as close as I can come to understanding. And I don't think cutting is like the weirdest thing I in the world. I said this too. Yes. And where I'm like, I feel like it is it's self. Cutting. Yeah. It, you're hurting yourself. It's something in your mouth that won't heal because you keep tonguing it. Yep. To quote Fight Club. You you won't. <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> Hi, I'm 1999. Yep. Yeah. But like you, you or, or like something on your body, you just won't let heal. Yeah. That, that, I can relate way more to that. Yeah. Val's always like, will you stop? It, yeah. It's because you want, you want that rush, that feeling of indignation or yeah. self-righteousness you want to be like you make a tv show do you know you know like all that sort of stuff but yeah. i and, and everybody that listens to this show has heard this before but think of how i feel i've said it so many times but it's velcro teflon is the theory velcro is if i say i don't even want to say a fake negative thing but if i say something negative it velcros to you mm-hmm. but if i say which i did not only is a league of their own incredible and i envy those like sculpted shows because the show I made crashing was great uh, obviously but when I watch it I'm not like it wasn't Wes Anderson it, it was it was improvised and it was more like yeah more like Brad City, City where you're like you love I feel this I yeah yes but then but then I watched League of Their Own you must have had the same feeling and you're like ah I'm finally in something that's like we know how we're gonna shoot this it's a special shot it's slow motion I know you were there. I'll tell you what it feels like as a viewer. Okay. Crashing, you cut to the wide. Well, it's a, it's just a different process. It's yeah. like, it's like doing, going on stage and doing. It's not this because crashing is not fully improvised. Bronson's not fully improvised. But it's like yeah. you go on stage and you're like, here we go. Like whatever hap- Like let's use whatever happens and like yes. the energy versus going on stage and doing a, a scene. A bonsai tree. Yes, like a. Like a dramatic like yeah. not that leaks your mind but it's like a planned it's like dramatic. scene yeah. like and both can go but yeah very different but even the way it's shot there's yeah. a lot of deliberate and beautiful that was like is this shot on film and i was like no way no yeah no, there's no way that. but it looks that good it doesn't have that like digital piece of shit uh so many digital things look terrible but like it looks beautiful it has like slow motion stuff it has like i don't know like the scenes uh there's a lot of scenes where like they let the X factor play out. Like there's some sort of quirky performance and it plays out in one, meaning you're not building it right. by cutting between crashing. What I was going to say was like, sometimes would cut across the street because it was the only coverage we had that riff right. in. Yeah. 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 So it would be a scene like this. And then for some reason it's over the freeway and it's me being like, talk about the flash. Yeah. And then it comes back in a league of their own has more of a, and I'm not putting my show down or Broad City shows that are building it like that. But but a, a League of Their Own has that like, it feels storyboarded. Like someone knew, like I keep thinking of that scene where you're running out on the field and how oh, yeah, joyful yeah. that is and how cool that is. Or even the opening where you're chasing the train. Very deliberate. Yes. Was that harder to do? Because, or, or did you like the constraints? It must have been driving like one of those old Model Ts at, at Disneyland where there's the track and you can't oh. really move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are so many different kinds of constraints because like I did feel similar things on Broad City that you probably had on Crash 2 where you're like, we had like crazy wonners that like you had to be like, we were very intentional with the way that we made that show too. This was just like so much bigger mm. in terms of like budget and scope and it's an hour and it's period. And I think like visually all everything already puts us in like a more filmic mm-hmm. environment. So mm-hmm. costumes, but the, 
the model t like all the cars and everything is like you're like where the fuck are like must have been trippy. I'm not in my usual yeah space right yeah. now yeah and um but the limitations of like we still just had it it was coverage wise it was like we ne we hardly ever did cross coverage and ev like so it was so much more intentional and li limited in terms of i'm trying to say like there wasn't as yeah there wasn't as much freedom because we needed to get mm -hmm. certain coverage in mm -hmm. a way i don't know if i may if i'm articulating oh i'm this understanding through. you perfect that's exactly what i was asking is like your cross coverage for those who don't know is you're shooting it two ways and that you know this way and that way at the same yes. time, which lends itself which is what to we're a comedic scene. Exactly, because it's what we're doing right now. Yes, because this if, and this if and we're that. gonna riff, you have both. That's right. Whereas if you're in league and Darcy and I are in a scene, it's not done cross cross. So right. you're, it's really hard to like re riff. That's right. You know, you oh, can't forget like it. Get it again. Even if someone so, wrote it down. <laughs> so right. Yeah. So you we might have had it in a two shot and so you're always like it, it i felt like it limited the comedy for me but enhanced everything else mm. so you do have these like more grand sweeping things that i think make it maybe feel like it's shot on film or something but mm -hmm. i don't know i'm like I, this is a i'm rambling now but yeah very not. different no, you're answering my question perfect very different and in terms of like arcing a season like Broad City, we didn't, story-wise, didn't start really arcing the characters emotionally until like the fourth and fifth seasons. And this is like fully arced and and built to be uh, twists and turns and this and that. Yep, like yep. Broad City is like a day. Every episode is a day. And you can watch them out of order kind yep, of. Yep, and yep. this should not be watched out of order. Right. It's very... Crafted in that way. I the letter. I don't want to spoil it, but the letter. It's a letter. It's in your notebook, but it's a letter that you're writing to your uh, husband. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm like concerned for your character. It's a boyfriend, right? It's a boyfriend. Husband. No, it's a husband. That's a husband. You got it. You got it. I was like, I envied the drama of that. I was like, how simple. I feel like shows these days have to like hook you real quick, but they. I don't want to feel like I'm being hooked real quick. There's certain shows where I'm like. This is just a pot boiler. They're just yeah. going like, but I don't even want to name the show I'm thinking about. But like, they just know the devices that will make you want to see right. who shot the arrow. Yeah, like, yeah, just like yeah. human. Like, who was it? Yeah, yeah. But like, this show puts stuff in play that you want to see how it works out without me feeling like this is just to get me to watch the next one. That's good. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, also it's so a interesting to talk about a letter. Like, I'm, I think you too, like, like I'm used to writing right now. So the limitations of story right now, so much of like drama and conflict in our present day, unfortunately involves, is lost because we have oh, a cell phone. Oh, but God, forget it. It's like, you can't, you just made me no realize. one's late. No one's like, you can't like everything that you can, can happen is like, well, they would be able to text them or anything Look up the directions and so with that it's like this letter is yes so important because it's like it's not i'm not spoiling anything in the pilot i write this letter and it's sort of like very important whatever's in the letter and all this but it, you can't a letter now is so it's just an interesting thing to 
someone doesn't show up yeah. in 1943 is like they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> like where are they? They skadoodled. That's why they had so many ways to say. Yeah, she hit the she hit the bricks. <laughs> like because everybody was always disappearing. Yeah, or she's like, on the lamb. Like, yeah, and also like not a it is a big deal and not because like people must have not shown up all the time and you had to not think it was. That's huge. right. 90. Now, if someone yeah. doesn't show up and they don't pick up, it's something's they're gone. Re- they're, gone. they're dead. They're fully yep. dead. Yeah, that's right. Like, let's like call whoever show has up their for 15 phone. Minutes and doesn't answer once. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we need to call. That's right. We need to call someone and ha- there's something that's that right. has to be. Ha- yeah. But you're bringing me back. I was just talking to Berbiglia again. Same phone call. This was last night, and I was like. Uh, on Saturday, I try and do uh, like like a phone Sabbath. I'm not Jewish, but no phone. But it's a good. It's a great. It's a great rule. I don't do it, and I am Jewish. <laughs> I should. I'm Jewish shaming you. Yeah. So feel I like I know I should. You mm-hmm. could do that. I know. No, it's not. It's it's really not for everybody. Meaning there are times in my life that it wasn't for me, but now it's for me. I can. Yeah. I feel like I can do it, and I do it. And Mikey was like, I should do that too. He said that he went to the comedy cellar last night but he forgot his phone and he needed to ask someone uh to call an uber for him and he asked his friend they did it happily but that need that was created i said to him what did i say i said like remembering my own life like i'm hemingway what did i say to him i said yeah well i said it went from a problem that you would have just solved with let's be honest a piece of technology that does not love you pretty simple but like really consider that it doesn't give a shit about you food cooked by people who don't give a shit about you delivered by people who don't give a shit about you on a phone that doesn't give a shit about you doesn't need to but it's kind of worth noting yes now has been turned into a friend it became something that and he agreed i was like you might remember that on your deathbed it's so small but you go like remember that time that abby called me an uber or she took care of me and it was created by not having your phone, and we had so much more of that need yeah. in in the 90s, and certainly, what year is uh, League of Their Own? 43. 43. Good year. Good year. I, I know nothing about that year. I know kind of a lot, but don't test me now. Oh, I will not. <laughs> no. I will absolutely not. So you're, you're absolutely right. The letter, and when you mail the letter, this is what that brought to mind. How many breakups or or like decisions that you didn't even mean were you forced to stick to because of the heat of the moment? Like that letter these days, you might just be a text and maybe you just send it and now you have to commit to it. But you really had to like think about it and stuff. I know I'm talking a lot, but like, I really feel like- It also would have, it lasts like at least a week. Yes. Like it's not so immediate, things are not as immediate because at least anyone that wasn't living in the same spot, like communication- Yeah was very different. It was brought by Pony. Yeah. <laughs> and then their response, you kind of knew you were getting like a thoughtful response, unless the handwriting was insane. Right. And, then, and there, know, was like, tele- <laughs> there was telephones as well. but Telephones but for sure. But just, who had time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is just, this is, it's just different. It is. But also, I can remember, like we can remember not no cell phones, which was like if someone didn't pick up a landline, no big deal, no big deal. But also, like, I remember my mom like not being able to find me, yeah. And truly, I will never forget, I was at a baseball, huh? 
Hilarious okay, baseball There it game. is. All right. Uh, we get it. A League of Their she, Own now streaming on Amazon Prime. Included with was, Prime membership. It was, it was one of those things where she was like, I pictured you on the on the back of a milk carton. Yeah. Like we're like now it's like you have a phone you have a phone attached to you. You're right. Look, this is what I was gonna say about phone Sabbath is it is like being in the nineties for one yeah. day. And what you notice is a day is a lot richer than you remember. Like if you're not, con- and let's be honest, sometimes it's great. You're being, it's like a layer of frosting. You're, yep. it, it keeps you from feeling unpleasant things, but also might be keeping you from feeling some pleasant things. But like on those Saturdays, I'm really shocked at how kind of crazy your inner life can be. Not bad crazy, because it's slow. This is misleading. It's, so it's more much- like this. Life can be so much slower. Slow. Like I think the phones make us everything go fast because you're wasting time. And then bring in coffee, which I'm drinking just a little bit of. You? Oh, you're drinking. I thought that was a seltzer. Hilarious. You're drinking a cold brew. I'm drinking a coldie bean. You know, I don't know if you can tell. I am. I'm. I've only had one coffee. Do you need? I should have had a second coffee. No, I think I'm doing okay. Do you want to drink a magic mine? Is my favorite thing. A what? It's a magic. It's thirty-five milligrams of caffeine, so it's like drinking like a green tea. Oh, it's oh. Ma- matcha, but it also has nootropics and adaptogens. So, do you know what adaptogens are? A little bit. They round out stress. Yeah. They help you cope with stress, and nootropics help you think. If I give it I to mean, you, yeah, because you're a writer, you're gonna, would, you're gonna, I'm gonna, gonna love get it. on. Do you? Are you sponsor? You're sponsoring now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love them before they were sponsoring the show. <laughs> would you grab one, Katie? Sorry. I truly. As a writer, you're gonna do, love those. I. I drink matcha. Yep. Oh, they're like little guys. Oh, yeah. A little elixir from the show The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to love. It, I, I know this seems like an ad. This is just real. <laughs> this is just no, me saying like, I, this I is going to make you, this. you're going to love it. Okay. It also works with your coffee. Because I, I can only also... have one and I usually have two. Like, I usually have three a day. How many really? do you have? I'll have this much of this and then I'm done. Oh, okay. I can't. Okay. I'm an anxious person. So if I have too much... Okay, this is good. It's, oh, okay. I was ready for you to be sweet. like... Yeah. They put honey and stevia in it. And I think they're... My friend James Bashara invented it. You should just shoot it. I should. Okay, maybe yeah. that is because I'm, I'm sipping it. Yeah, it's definitely a shoot. Okay. <laughs> but um, it's also... I, can I use the phrase ladylike? Or, or I'll just say it's very dainty. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, just taking little sips. It's not sips. one of those where it's like uncomfortable to sip. I think they were afraid, as most people who sell matcha are, that it tastes like like mown grass. But this is uh, this is totally you workable. Get one more time to get that good stuff. Yeah. You're really a Madge Mind Pro. I'm gonna say. <laughs> but it, I, wait, I feel like I cut you off. We are going, which I tend to do. Me too. I know. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. <laughs> I kind of want to go back to your coffee thing. You can oh, yeah. drink that much coffee without spaz. And you shouldn't but you say know spaz. what I have? I just I found have out, don't say spazzing. It's, yeah. it's offensive. I have uh, major, I, not major. I ha, I do have anxiety, so maybe it's bad that yeah. I drink so much coffee. But I'll have one in the morning, and then maybe a second in the morning, and then I'll have one at like two thirty. Are we looking at like a sixteen ounce like co- iced coffee? No, we're talking like coffee at home, like a like Chemex a cup. cup of coffee. Okay. And then maybe another one of those. And then yeah. I'll maybe I'll do an iced coffee later. Well, at what time is that? 2.30 or 3. Okay, that's not terrible. This is also when I'm mostly in a writer's Working. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, I need it so bad, especially a Zoom room. 
I can't even throw me out the window. Like what season of it was Broad City where you're like, that's me in a Zoom writer's room where you're like hanging on well, the building? We wouldn't I Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Can't. I was like, we would never <laughs> no, the poster. Well, we were, we like, were mimicking <laughs> like the rock hanging off Yeah. What was it's bringing very, it back to the rock where he's like hanging out of the and there's helicopter. Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. Or Kevin Hart hanging off his foot. <laughs> right? <laughs> on one shoelace. That's this it. Is mine. That's it. I got it. I'm fully supported. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. So keep talented. your shoe on. Keep your shoe on. <laughs> Just don't remove your shoe. He uh, he's so talented, and all we talk about is how short he is. What what a shame. I, love I mean, him. us as a collective. I do really like. I do really like Kevin Hart. Is he great? Have you ever? No. <laughs> Never. I do really like Kevin Hart. Oh no! I maybe I shouldn't say this. I love it. Edit it out if you don't like it. You know what? And maybe just fact check it. I really actually love Kevin Hart. I love, Alana and I wrote a movie for him once that he didn't want to do, but we we wrote it. But. What? We thought it was great. No, no. Kevin Hart said no to something? I left out a voicemail and Kevin Hart was in it. (laughs) Hot riff. Hot riff. I'm going to give myself the hot riff award. He said no? Well, like it just wasn't the right movie. Well, probably because he was doing nine. Yeah, like he's he's like a huge movie star. No, actually, we wrote this movie, which I think is brilliant. Tell me. It was, and it is a reboot. It was, you remember the film The Bodyguard? Of course. Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. Yeah. We wrote a new version of The Bodyguard with, (laughs) I think this is so funny, Kevin Hart, Melissa McCarthy. And Melissa McCarthy's the bodyguard, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. This is funny, right? It's great. Kevin Hart is a rapper and needs a bodyguard, but doesn't they don't want the bodyguard to look like a bodyguard. Oh my and god. And so she was sort of like this like ex like What if you pitch it military. to Melissa McCarthy and she's like, What do you mean? I, what do you mean might. I don't look like a bodyguard? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant what do you mean like no. I've never heard of this movie? She's I was like, like, She might have never heard of it, might have never got no. to <laughs> No, it got to her. She I know. It. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it got to them. What you were saying, thing. though, Melissa McCarthy isn't going to look like a bodyguard so she can be close to him without so being suspicious. So she be close to him without, like, she would be the unlikely person nearby. And the the poster's obviously her carrying Kevin Hart out of, like, I mean, Kevin Costner carrying. Of course. And, and she's kind of like, we're back to co-sleeping. That is like a, that's a baby. And when <laughs> I, I, just, I hold I my baby. I thought those two would be so fun. Like, are you fucking crazy? Yes. I know. I hate I hate when ideas die. I can't handle it. But also, I've never like I've never talked about it. It's kind of fun to talk about it. And it's like yeah. that would have been a fun movie. It would have been great. Anyway, the one thing I don't love that I might have heard wrong, and maybe someone will come at me okay. about it. Probably right. on the league subreddit. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't <laughs> ever want to go and look at. I I feel like I heard that he didn't feel comfortable playing gay. Oh, in not in the bodyguard, but in something in anything. Else. Which That's I feel in I feel just overall like an actor isn't really a lot of things that they play. Right. I wonder You know, that's always just like a interesting thing to know about someone that they yeah. Remember Will Smith pre slap. Pre slap smell? <laughs> pre slap Smith. Did he say is this him too? Pre slap Smith was in Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I'm just kidding. It's called Six yeah. Degrees of Separation. <laughs> yeah, that was a great film. And he said, pre-slap, I have to keep saying pre-slap. <laughs> Not that we have to disown somebody for making a mistake. I'm just making, uh, but he, he said, 
that one of the greatest com- uh, regrets of his career was doing the kiss. There was a gay, uh, a, a homosexual kiss. It sounds worse to say homosexual. <laughs> there was a, a man-man kiss with Will. And he had it shot from behind. So I think he didn't actually do the smoochy smooch. Oh, and, and it was, he later said that was one of the greatest regrets. Of that his, that like, he didn't do it because it was like... His artistic career. He was like, what am I... What was I... But he was on... You know, he, he wasn't there yet. Maybe Kevin's in a similar Yeah, because place. I really, really, I do really like him. Yeah, that yeah, That was yeah. The, the one thing that kind of threw me. It does, are you looking it up? You don't have to. <laughs> what do you type in? Kevin Hart, gay, No, I, but I also, phobia. you know, I might, I'm not really up to date on all that stuff. Yeah, I understand. I, it doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like shots fired. You just no, heard, no, I, I just, I do really something. like, I think he seems like he's super talented. And he sure things. is. Yeah. Let's just pitch him a lot of gay movies. Is what I'm saying like yeah. only, yeah. only gay movies. The, the bodyguard was extraordinary. Well, it actually wasn't, but. <laughs> Although I just light up, that's enough. As if it was two dudes. They found them. Kind of, kind of a good idea. Yeah. All right. Where were we? Oh, self care is one of the self-care. things. Self care. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you a good self care person? Not right now. Hmm. What are no, you doing I'm right not. now? Are you doing. I feel- What's going on? Like I need to get, I'm not, I'm really good at self-care when I'm in a routine. Mm-hmm. And right now my life is all, I feel like I just, I just, like the, the show just came out and then I went on, I did, I went on vacation. Okay. Where? Which I haven't done in so long. Let me guess where you went. You're going to guess it. Because you went to Maui? No. <laughs> no. Is it because you went to Maui? I didn't go to Maui. Where did you go? I went to Italy. I was going to say you feel Spain to me. I was closer. And Spain. And Spain. I went to Mallorca. Nice. Yeah. Was it? It was incredible. I believe it. I've never yeah. been to Spain. You should, you should go. I believe it. It's, it's really it's good. Towards the top of my list. I'd never been to Italy. I'd been to Spain, but very different. I've been to Barcelona, but I'd never been. To, I mean, Italy is, um, it's what they say. Yeah. It's great. No, it's it, it fully lives up. great. It's it lives like up. everything about it. Where where were you? I was on the coast, um, on the west coast. Santa like, Monica? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great Italian restaurant. Santa Monica. Um, Buca no, de Beppo. They're yeah, great. Buca de Beppo in, great in Santa family Monica. Family style, yeah. Um, family style or yeah. just me really hungry? Yeah. <laughs> Either way. I'll eat seven chicken yeah. cutlets. <laughs> you're in the west side. Like, so I towards- would be like... If you're, I, we, I didn't go to Tuscany, but it's like Tuscany and like, like the coast. How was the driving? Did you take like a car from the airport to where? Yeah. Was it nuts? That's all I remember. Well, like we took a car one way, and it was like an hour from the airport, which was fine. And then we took a train the other way, which okay. was nice. But you didn't notice that the driving was say different from the Western style. No, did you? Yeah, last time I went to Italy. <laughs> Sorry, privilege check. <laughs> but last time I was in Italy, yeah. Val and I got in the cab, or it, I actually think it was a car, like a like you know somebody was hired, meaning not just a yellow cab off the street. Yeah, and he was looking at his phone and drive like the whole oh, way, no. and we were just like, it's like when you're not sure if it's cultural and it doesn't feel appropriate because everyone was doing it. It was actually, sort of like the a guy symphony. was like in the lane. <laughs> It was almost like he was driving where like the lines were supposed to be in the middle yeah. of the car. Yeah, yeah, like when you're when I was a kid, I thought you made the lines go underneath the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> okay, now. good. Yeah. And did you relax? 
I did. You were able? uh, I read a whole book. You read a whole book? I just have, I had been on such a not relaxing mode. Like this show took, season one took like, I mean, we've been writing it since 2018. Wow. And production was like two and a half years. This show's in the league of its own. (laughs) Sorry. So I was like, I need, when this, when I, when it comes out, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't, as you were talking about before, I really wasn't on my phone that much. Tuscany style. For two weeks. I read, I read like a book What book did you read? Please be tribe. I read. (laughs) It would have so much to talk about. Interesting, like dark book. My year of rest. What if you were like the Bible? Yeah, I read the Bible. It's really dark, sort of twisted. Guy's son dies. A lot of, lot of. He comes back. Family tragic. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of ends with this weird prophecy. The ocean turns into blood. um, Took a turn. (laughs) Takes a turn. It starts off kind of, it's actually, the, this is the Bible. It starts off really fast. The Genesis. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah, great book. Yeah. A lot of twists and yeah, turns. Yeah. That's the Cecil B. DeMille yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the middle is real sleepy. Yeah. Real you sleepy. Stick with it. Stick with it. Wait yeah. for Jesus. <laughs> Wait, he's sort of the Jared Leto of yeah. the story. <laughs> oh, my God. What? That's so funny. Jared what? Leto was there. Where? On the vacation. Okay, synchronicity. Note it. <laughs> Notoricity. Right when we got there, he was there. Um, he was at this hotel. No. Yeah. You saw Leto? Well, I mean, like from so far, he was truly. <laughs> oh my it was God. like it was like on one of those picturesque Italian um it's not a beach, it's like a rocky seaside. Yes. Where you can kind of you just like take a swim. Yes. Like this incredible area, but it was shallow rocks, but he was in, he was fully snorkel, like snorkeling on his own, like no one else was. Stop he it. was in a full wetsuit snorkeling. Leto. Yeah. And, and uh, friends were with, said they had spoken to him. And I mean, because I was like, whoa, can you even, like, is there anything even to see right here? Like, because it's, it was, he was on his own. Like He's just looking at his own beautiful ref- reflection, reflection in the mask. I know. Like, he's looking at his own eyes. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm Jared Leto. But apparently, he, there were a lot of things, things to see down in there. Yeah, so. he's no dummy. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to put this to you. Jared Leto, I think, I think people tease him a little bit because he's, he's so beautiful and he, all these things. So you assume he's stupid or whatever it means. I don't know what people are teasing him for, but I, I catch... Leto being kind of a funny thing to say. Yeah. Jared Leto. <laughs> um, I think he might be supremely happy. Like, I think oh, I think he, he might be rocking like, the best life. I think he, yeah, he, it felt like a place he, he went a lot. Yeah. And I, I was like, he knows there's, he knows. I'm yes. like, what is he looking at? And like, then right. I find out there's like all this life right there. He's like, yeah, you got to check this out. I think he... I don't know, like, his full... I mean, he'll always be Jordan Catalano to me from yeah. my so-called life. But I feel like right now he does roles where even if it might not be a show that I'm, like, obsessed with, it does seem like he's having fun. Of he's, co- like, yes. taking roles that seem really fun. Yep. So I'm like... How's it, Gooch? You know what I mean? I didn't... That, and then I did watch some of the... We work one where I'm like, these are like big oh characters if, that seem fun. But I don't want to put down Joseph Gordon Lev, but if you think it's just a foregone conclusion that like a, a tech billionaire, like upstart thing is like an easy slam dunk role, I I wasn't as compelled by Super Pumped as I was by We Crashed or whatever. I didn't it was. see the Joseph Gordon Lev at one. Yeah. 
It's not. It's. I saw it on an airplane, which is just sort of what. Yeah. It, what yeah. It, yeah. Which is, I don't know why uh, Brian Koppelman who wrote it and a lot of the people in it are, are wonderful, but for some reason Jared Leto gave it that secret sauce. I'm giving some Leto love. There you go. And I'm like not even. I just am like you know what? Good for like. I'm not. I don't even know. I'm not even saying anything good or bad about the shows. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, whoa, he's like going for it in a way yes. that is like, I do think he is, like seems like a happy person. Well, remember when the quarantine happened and and the joke was that Jared Leto didn't know because he, <laughs> he was on <laughs> yeah, a private yeah, retreat. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, I think he's... Finding a pretty groovy balance. Yeah, I don't I know. Think so too. That makes I, sense. I there's if there's I didn't know this, but if there's a person I could be for a month, I think Jared Leto might be one of them. Oh yeah. Just be Leto for a month. I just walking around. That'd be a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Self care. So you were on your trip and you read oh, so, a dirty book. No, I read a book called <laughs> My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which was a big book. Wait, that's what the book is called? Yeah, it was a big book oh, a couple years ago. And I, I truly, I, I was like, well, I've never read this book. And I clearly, I just picked it because I felt like I needed rest and relaxation. That's so funny. And it's about a, a woman that's so depressed that she does not leave her apartment for like months and months. Mm, bait and switch there. But it did make me laugh. Should have been called Bummer Town. I know. It was it was a weird choice yeah. for my yeah, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I did feel like the vacation and really letting my phone go. I had an away message. Ooh. And in maybe a bad time, the show had just come out. Yep. Or maybe the best time. I thought best time for me, but I was technically still, like could have been doing press, but I was like, I need to end this for two weeks. So that felt like self-care. Yes. Yeah. And so now Bobby, I'm back a couple weeks trying to get in the swing. some sort of award. Two weeks. Two weeks. I've never done that before What are all life. the publicists? You know what I mean? As a stand-up, they, they're, they're always having us do things that you're like, I don't think this is actually moving the needle. Yeah. As much as like strategic little, like do something that's really going to help, not me on my phone constantly stressing. I don't think that, it feels like work. It's like writer's room stuff. Yes. It's like, we're going to stay till nine because it feels like work. How about we just we write the script? Can like, we just write the script? Yeah, we don't need to stay till nine. <laughs> no. Like for us to feel more, like more stress isn't going to help anything. And to feel like grownups. So like we yes. want to have briefcases and button down shirts and be like, we're out today, season nine or whatever it is. <laughs> like, why are you turning this into a real job? It's, I, I don't mean Broad City. I just mean no, all of them. Yeah, I know. And why not be efficient and get to like have life experiences so you can actually write about something? Fucking thank you. Fucking You're welcome. Well Thank you. Come. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Exactly. Tell me, so your parents are both artists. Is that yeah. true? Which one do you like least? <laughs> <laughs> no, let me ask it nicely. Which parent did you get along with more growing up? Like, did you did not? I, I'm going to assume we liked and loved each, but like, I'll tell you, me and my mom, it was like this crazy alliance that she still has yet to get over that I left. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> right, like a real like, like, I thought we had a good thing going yeah, here yeah, and now yeah. I'm here with your dad. Like this yeah, is weird. Yeah, yeah. So th- I'm just wondering where did you lean? I don't know. I think I went back and I literally went back and you forth. You oscillated. Yeah, well, I think I, I have really good relationship with, relationships with both my parents. I think I might be more like my dad in what way? Like, um, kind of, like, 
doing a lot of different things and um interest like I want to write this thing and I'd love to like do like draw like like just like lots of different interests but then on the flip side I tend to be a little set in my ways and and I am also kind of a homebody which my mom is um I don't know my mom so growing up my mom was a potter and would sell her work at uh uh, like craft shows. And then my dad is a graphic designer, environmental graphic designer, and my brother works with my dad now. But that's just giving you a little bit. But right. my parents got Ted. divorced when I was 13. Rough age. Yeah, you, rough age, rough yeah, age. Because you were like really aware of what yeah. was going on. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. And then my brother is like... I love, sorry. Work. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really, kind of like was. Glossing past it. Yeah, I really was. Thanks for mentioning. I really was. But we also, it was also sort of fully Jewish, but not uh, the typical Jewish family where like we weren't talking. Like I fully knew what was happening, but it was very much like not talked about very also. The divorce? Yeah. Is that like a, how is that Jewish? No, no, no. I, not, we're not Jewish in that I think maybe stereotypically like Jews are more like vocal about yes. and like more like therapy, like and open. early open. Yeah. And this I is think what I that we were when not, I watch not all the that, shows. that way as like much. Imagine just like saying what you're thinking in real yeah. time. I don't think like it's very really... waspy. Let's put it the other way. It's very waspy yes. to be like your mother and I need to have a discussion. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think not... we weren't, it wasn't that formal, but it was, I think, a little bit more waspy. Interesting. Then. Yeah. So it was happening and you weren't super aware of it. I, it was sort of just like, um, I was aware and then it was happening. Brutal. And then like not much talk about not it. Not to put down your parents, but that's just brutal. For and, and then like they were be, doing what they, yes, everybody, like I was fine. I said I was fine. Yeah. So you're, you know, yeah. It, I think they, they were doing the best they could. And, and I will say to your earlier question about like, who'd you get along with better? So my brother is four years older, so we were never in school together. Mm. And so he was like home for like a year and then went to college. And then it was just me and I switched houses every Sunday for five years. No me gust. No, no Yeah, five goodness. years. So So you'd spend a week? Yeah. And then the next Sunday you'd go back? Yeah. Is that standard divorce protocol? I think it I think it's that or it's on the menu. You stay at one house and then you go weekend. for a weekend or whatever yeah. and i was really close with both my parents and so this is me being finding the silver lining right now yeah, which okay. is what i think i tended to do as a kid but i got to know them individually way better than i think i would have if they were together because it was like me and my mom yeah and then me and my dad Oh my god! So it was like truly like us, like if I spent a in week a very with my dad, different way, I'd be like, "What you like?" Like I'd figure yeah, something out. Yeah, and about like him. us cooking and us yes. doing this, and because I only knew them as a dynamic, exactly as a unit. Yeah, and I there's something kind of great about it, but it also sounded like maybe it was whiplash. Inducing. Yeah, I mean, it, I, my the way my life is now can be directly pinned to that. I like split my time between New York and LA. Like yeah. I truly. I'm trying to do that still. And I'm like, my therapist was like, why do you think you're doing that? Like I'm truly mimicking. Tapping a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like I'm like, I live in, I thrive in chaos. Yeah. 
in a way. And you probably don't like the feeling of a cruising altitude. No, it makes me uncomfortable. How does that work? You're in a long-term relationship. Does that show up? Yeah, it's something we, we literally... <laughs> yes, it does. We, no, no, in a great way. We literally talked about this yesterday. The huh. fact that the chaos and how we both sort of... Like, I, I feel like even anyone in this industry, whether you're working or not, it is chaotic. You do not know... Yeah. What, nothing is stable oh no we're, you know so it's just like pirates we occasionally meet in like a shanty bar yeah and then we go out to sea and you look we're meeting in a port and you're going i bagged a league of their yeah. own and i go the remake how dare you I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reimagining and then i make you walk the plank yeah. i'm just kidding but like i i'm totally with you yeah it's one of the reasons why i like being one of the reasons why being married and basically I'm also a homebody, pretty boring. Boring is not the right word. I find it peaceful. Yes. Peaceful, steady. Yep. Is because my my work is so nuts. Yeah. I feel the same way. Right? I love even if I'm trying to like split my time somehow. Yes. The I do feel I do feel it like I wanna say boring too, but it just like I wanna read. Yes. Or I want to just like be at home because the rest is so... You just made me wish I was at home. I'm having such a great time. (laughs) I really am. But I just said to somebody last night, I was like, I'm so glad there's a social component to my work. I did sets last night doing this with you right now. And I'm like, if I didn't have a compulsive addiction, good addiction to this podcast, to stand up, I don't think... I think yep. I'd have jars of urine in my house. Yeah. Like, I do like- feel, yeah, it is like, because it's like a high level, it's like a manic energy. Yes, me too. In, at work and like, right in a writer's room, you like, you are, you are paid to be on. Yeah. It's truly like turn on because you got to like churn out. You're yeah. spewing ideas. That's right. And Faucet. if you do not do that, then you're not, that's like the job that's is right. spewing out, editing this. Then we're going to do this. And we're gonna, like for year, like for, it's like, yeah. so then when I'm not working, I want just like. Yes. And that, that does also make sense because, or I'm trying to map it back on, but like that chaos feels very natural to me moving back and forth and being sort of like stressed and not knowing why. And I'm going to. Yeah. It's not often that I hesitate to say something. I, I share almost everything on this podcast, but I think this is fair. My family life growing up was chaotic in the same way. I, I didn't know which version of my parents I was going to get. In the very same way, you don't know which show business you're going to get. Yeah. Like, you know when you pitch something and they buy it and you're like, oh, I got happy dad today. Like, yeah. that's how it feels. And, and if you do something and it goes badly, you're like, oh, dad was in a bad mood today. Oh, that's and how then it you feels. don't even know... You're like, wait, how did it go though? That's right. Like you pitch and you're like, they seemed this way, but they didn't. And then, or like, well, they want to make it, but like in, they really didn't seem like that. Yes. Like you're, it's truly that anything goes. Were you, I'll, I'll say what I experienced in my youth and one, and, but know that I'm telling it to see if it was similar for you is like, I felt like the, the Jason Bourne. You know how Jason Bourne in those movies is like he always knows where the exits are, and yeah, you know he like I was watching my mom be upset by something my dad said, and my dad is like eating peas, and I'm I'm like he doesn't know, he doesn't know he just upset her, and like I can like reading I don't want to make myself sound like a genius I'm just being a 
hypersensitive person, yeah. highly sensitive person, which I still am. It's one of the reasons why. I, anyway, not well, too much like about me. Reading body language because you like have constantly. To. Yes, you yeah. have to. Yeah, everything. Not just when is a good time to ask for a phone in your room, which I really wanted, nineties, but like private line. Private, I had one. I didn't have a private line, but I got one for my birthday one year. It was like my yeah. At which house though? Before, I'm that friend. Yeah, I mean, I, but at which house? Before I, before this. Oh, no, before I think I had it at my mom's. I only had the private line at my mom's. I mean, if I'm your dad, I'm getting you two lines. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> but now that I'm you can put one on hold, know, conference, all the 90s stuff. But like, it wasn't just like, when is a good time to ask for something? But like, I just want to be able to digest my dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, by the way, a lot of people had it worse. I'm just dealing with tensions. That's fine. I'm just throwing a bone to the people that are like... Listen, all relative. Like, I agree. Everything's relative. Like, uh, yeah, everyone's childhood trauma is very It's different. theirs. Yes. It's theirs. Yeah. But it, I, I don't know if it's uniquely Boston, but like everyone I grew up with, you can't get them to complain about their childhood because they're always like, well, they didn't, you know... Put cigarettes out on me. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, but they did leave you in the car for nine hours. Yeah, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, like your yeah. shit is your shit. I'm glad you said it. I usually say it. I'm totally with you. Thank you. So, is this where you started to develop, for lack of a better term, like talent? Like you started to get like mimicking, noticing, hyperattention. I mean, how much of what we do is going like, and then mom is like this, and you can kind of talk in their voice, but it's because you were paying attention. I think I was very observant as a kid and very like maybe because of some of this, like very much on my own. Like mm. I was very good at, I would, I drew a lot as a kid even before that. And that is because they both were in the art world. Mm. And I- That's great because I'm always worried that Lila won't like being silly or that's her, my daughter. So they both liked art and you liked it too. Cool. Yeah, and it was like, it was very like, part of like my like birthdays and stuff was like art supplies and just because that that was like i don't know that always felt better than i mean now i hope kids are still getting art supplies and stuff because it's so like screen i know but but the infinite potential of a blank piece of paper yeah isn't it the best it's the best and that would like occupy so much of my time as a kid and i don't think i came to performance stuff until later like my parents were my grandparents were very funny and I started to, I was obsessed with SNL. Mm. And I would kind of mimic that them, not SNL people. folks. Yeah, I would mimic SNL who characters. Did you, who did you latch to? Um, Mike Myers. Yeah, of course. And Gilda Radner. Yeah. And just like, I was just obsessed. And my parents were obsessed with SNL. Like Fun. My parents like would... I didn't know this, but my parents smoked weed and like I had no idea that they were smoking weed and weed. Like everyone's when I would stay up and watch or I would be doing something and they would be hysterical. And I thought I was just making them laugh and they're slurred as high and like it's so sweet because they're just home with us. Yes. And they're not like high in an irresponsible way. No, I understand. That is not what I thought at all. But it's so sweet now to be like, we're also really high and but the, that also gave me confidence yes. isn't that such a i yeah i had a lot of feelings but from that i don't know i, I do know why but let's keep going yeah <laughs> and then i didn't get, go really into performance like i did a little bit in middle school and i was i felt funny i d- used to um do uh like we had 
um, homeroom, like student council homeroom reports. I don't know if you had this as a kid where there'd be like student council representative oh, in your homeroom. Like yeah, and you would like once a month go to the meeting and you'd come back to your homeroom and like talk about I can't. what was going on in school. I'm dead. And I always did it as Linda Richmond, which is coffee talk. And then my teachers loved it. Oh, and it was almost like Happy. the that validation from the adults. Yes. I was like, ooh. But then I went to art school. Like I, I didn't know, and I, I don't know about you, but like I didn't know anyone that did anything in this world. Art? No, no, like Hollywood, oh. like writing, acting, like. So this was like not even on the menu. No, I was like, what? what? I love performing for school at school, but like, what the Who fuck am I gonna do? I'll say for me, it was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I know that's silly, but they were a oh, little yeah. bit older than us, and they won Oscars, and we were like, and wrote it themselves, and wrote and did, it themselves, yeah. all of that. I was like. Who did it for you? Man, who did that? Because I didn't come to it until like Gina after. Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I, I got to say, like, maybe Gilda. Yeah. I read Gilda's book, her autobiography, like, when I was a kid. I was really, did deep dives on Gilda Radner. Yes. And I watched Gilda Live a lot, which aired on Comedy Central. Have you seen Gilda Live? No. It's great. Mike yeah. Nichols directed it. Oh, wow. Like Paul Schaefer is her musical. Like, it's great. It's like, if you love Gilda on SNL, it's like she does all these characters, but it's on Broadway. Mm. Um, Maybe that, I don't know. And then. But when you went to art, sorry. Yeah. When you went to art school, it wasn't as warm. Is that what you were getting to? You said you did your homeroom report and everybody was dying and the teachers were laughing. And then you said, and then I went to art school. And then, I mean, and then I went to art school because I was like, well, I'm not going to be a performer. Like, what? In high school, you had to sing to act, and I didn't feel like I could do that. And so I ended up going to art school because I could I could see, like you can see if you're good at that or not. I could draw. Yes, I was I was you pretty, can do it alone. Yeah, and I, yeah. I and my brother went to art school, who's older than me. My dad was a graphic designer. My mom is a potter. I was like, this is being a successful artist, even though that seems just as hard. It felt more attainable because I was like, wow, I can do this here. And see that it's good and looks like this. Yes. And that felt way more, uh, I don't even, it that feels more attainable. attainable to me yeah. Too. And I could think this way. And I was like excelling in my art class at, at in high school. And I think it's because you, you and I both know that there are potters, artists, and graphic designers that you have, you and I haven't heard of. But there's no one who's successful in show business that we haven't heard of. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have to like get on the board. Yeah. And, and it that just makes felt, it, it felt like pool. maybe I'll be a graphic design. Like I just didn't, I didn't feel like I could, I guess I always was like, I want to be on SNL, but it didn't totally feel possible. Yeah. And then when I was in college, I would take the, this bus up to New York. I went to college in Baltimore at this school called Micah, Maryland Institute College of Art. And I'd go up to New York all the time and I minored in video. And then I started to be, a little bit more, like, everyone's talking about, what, maybe I could figure this out or, like, go to acting school. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy and acting. I think not even, I had, comedy was, like, childhood, and then I felt like I was good at it, but then I really wanted to go to acting school. So I applied to the Atlantic Theater, <laughs> which is, like, Mamet and William H. Macy's school in New York. And I got in, and so I went to this conservatory after college for a week. 
because um, it was so, I, it, it is a two-year conservatory, like dramatic acting. Or a one-week. And I it's a one week moved to New York after I graduated from college and started this thing. And I was so, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to really be an actor. And I hated it more than I think anything I've done. I felt so, I was completely stiff and numb. It's not how my mind worked. It was like scene study, analyzing a scene, analyzing like beat word by word. And, and I, I can't. I couldn't. And then my roommate, it was taking what you love as like a free flowing, silly, like yes. like like how you made Broad City yes. in the moment, figuring it out on its feet, and tur- it's like what we were saying about writers' rooms. Yeah, and no disrespect to that process, it's just not for me either. Like, what do you mean? Look, when you say but ellipses, what do you think that ellipses? Is? Yeah, and it's like, really okay, shut the fuck talking up. Talking about is what it, I mean. analyzing it before it comes out of your mouth, yeah. so that when you're ready, when it is going to come out of your mouth, like how could you ever? It's just not how my brain no, is wired. No, no. And my roommate at the time, who was someone I went to college with, and I had done video work in college, and really it was just characters. It was fully just characters, like SNL stuff. Yeah. But projected on a gallery wall. So it felt serious at college. She was like, have you ever heard of this place, the UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade? And I had not. And I went one night by myself. On 28th? The Ridge? Yeah, and um, was just blown away. Yeah. Like, I had never seen anything like that before. Because it was exactly what you were going Exactly, and I was like, this, I don't know, I honestly was like, I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. In the best way, but I, it's all I wanted it's to do. It's like seeing the, the Lost Boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm projecting onto you my experience. Yeah. When I saw improv, I was like, there are other boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, uh, it's just awe. Yes. And it's just, I want to do whatever they're doing. That looks so engaging and so... And this is where you meet Alana, right? Yeah, and then I just, I quit Atlantic. How did job. you do that? How, okay, we have to take a small break. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do the ads in front of you, but we're going to go to the ads. Okay. I want to know how you quit. Yeah. I, I'm picturing you handing a resignation to David Mamet, which you're going to have to tell yeah, me if I'm wrong. The, he runs the day-to-day. Department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As he calls it, the fucking day to day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I also want to get into into UCB and all that. But we're just going to take. We're back in two minutes. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Every Plate. Fall is finally here, which means back to routine, back to busy schedules, and back to the best time saving hack for weeknight dinners. I'm talking about. Every plate. At first, I was skeptical uh, skeptical about uh, meal kits, thinking they were overpriced, so expensive. But now, with every plate, I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a lower price, a much lower price, in fact. And now, the quality of life goes right through the roof. Val and I are cooking together, making these meals together, cooking them for me, for Lee, uh, for her, sitting down like a family, feeling good, and eating delicious, delicious stuff. If you think meal kits are too expensive, think again. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, 25% cheaper, and they make it fun, and they make it 
easy. So don't turn to takeout when things get hectic. Instead, get every plate delivery. It's 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal, and you can always feel good about what you're eating. Plus, you get in the kitchen, which is so good for your digestion. You, you smell and you see what you're making, and that starts the process, and then you feel this great feeling of satisfaction when you're plating it and eating something that you prepared. It's a wonderful way to bond with the family, and it's a wonderful way to make it an event and an activity with no stress and without breaking the bank. Every plate's quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and, honestly, reduce food waste. You know, like that big bag of spinach you throw out every week because it starts to turn into liquid. (laughs) They start getting dark, dark green and sticking to the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. So when your weekdays and nights get jam-packed, every plate will help you get delicious meals on the table without breaking the bank. You can skip your your weekly trip to the grocery store as well. So this is win, win, win. I'm actually counting like 12 wins here. So uh, if you get your first box for just $1.49, that's $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code WEIRD149 because it's $1.49 per meal, which is crazy. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com and entering code WEIRD149. And that's up to a $110 value. That's crazy. Thank you, Every Plate, for your support of this show. This episode is also brought to us by our friends at Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch always a catch when it comes to mobile service. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, well, what's the catch? But after talking to them and finding out more about their service, it all makes sense. There isn't a catch. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet savings directly to you. I mean, 15 bucks, that's crazy. If you swap, you could be saving, I mean, 67, crazy amounts of bread is what I'm saying. And 15 bucks is incredible. So for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at just two lines, two lines for a family. That's awesome. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So you can use your own phone with, uh, with any Mint Mobile plan and keep the same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So if you want to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free and show your support of the show, go to mintmobile.com slash weird. That's mintmobile.com slash weird. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash weird. And for us, we're back right now. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) We're back. We're back. We're back. For us, there was no break. Um, <laughs> how did you quit that conservatory? Because I mean, this yeah. is a big deal. Your parents had to be 
paying for it or were you paying they for were, it? They were. I was very lucky. My parents paid for college, college. Yeah. I think that I was paying for this. Okay, that makes it better. I think I was paying for I'm like, no, I'm like, either way, it, I ended it when I ended it because I would have lost so much money. Oh, you were in a... Like, it was like, it was like, you can take it, if you quit before this time, you won't lose your deposit. You oh, will just get it back. I can't wait to quit with you. And so I was, <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. I was like cr- hysterical on the street in New York, which at some point happens to everybody that lives there. On the street. And I was like, I need to quit now or I will lose yes. the bulk of this. It yeah. would be, a, it would have gone past the week or whatever. Yeah. And so I went in and just, it was one of those scary. I was like, I can't do this. I guess I can't be an actor. And yeah. maybe I'll do this other thing that I wasn't sure what that trajectory was. Wait, you had seen UCB. I had seen it. So but that it, helped. Yeah. You started the other relationship before you broke up with the bad one. It was kind of simultaneous. Okay. Nebby. Yeah, but, but UCB wasn't, it's not like you go on and perform on that stage right away. You are, it's like signing up for a class. Yeah, oh yeah. And so. Who was your, so you signed up for class? signed up. Who taught your level one? Um, Zach Woods. He taught my level three. Yeah. We were there around the same time. I yeah, think. I saw, this was 2006. I actually, you're reminding Fall me. Fall of 2006. I remember, yes. So I was there. Yeah. Hearing about Broad City, sometimes seeing Alana do some like, she did these like, uh, and this is not the Alana conversation. I, I just but imagine you, you get that. You would have. I mean, Alana was way more stand-up than me, so you your paths probably would have crossed in that world. She, yeah, more. that's right. And she did these things where she was wearing like like a work like a like an eighties workout thing, almost like American Apparel, and she was like bend. It was just really like hypersexual. It was like the point of it was like I think making fun of how hypersexual American Apparel yes, was. Yes, because yeah. So she was like bending over orgasmically, but it was very funny. But it was also very sexual. And I remember being, I was <laughs> very Christian and weird, and being like, "Who's this young yeah, lady?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was the person that she was freaking out, like people like me. But I remember her at that time. But I don't think our paths crossed. But I remember hearing tell of you guys. That we you were doing yeah. Funny so things. I mean, we were just UCB for a long time. Like, we started doing Broad City and. 2009 okay but before that i mean it was just like day jobs and i was ucb classes and i was doing some more character stuff and she was doing more stand-up and we met in a practice group uh bobby moynihan was our coach oh wow and i'm like he was our coach when he got on snl and he kept doing it well it was like i just he was our coach and he was like oh god i'm like this the second audition, like freaking, like he was like telling us week by week of what was going on. Oh my God. And then when he got it, you know, it takes a while. It's like he would, he would have gotten it like in May and then it would have started in August. So he was like, I have to go. I'm going to go on. It was like so exciting. Wow. Yeah. I remember he said when, I always forget this guy's name, Don Pardo, the announcer. Yeah. Said his name that backstage, you just started weeping, which I it's thought nuts. was so, yeah. so sweet. So sweet. Yeah, he was great. Um, but we were on you are, a team. You, a practice for, team. I didn't know there was like a two thing. years. You got on a because I didn't know not how to, at UCB. Like basically, we you I would pay and a coach, and you would pay for a space like once a week. This is practice. what I did in Chicago. Yeah, because UCB 
was such a hard nut to crack. Yeah. And every time I auditioned, I would shit the bed. Like I just, they'd make you audition. Sorry, but I, I'm going to stick with my words. They'd make you audition with people you didn't know. Yeah. So you're improvising with eight other sweaty white guys. Yeah. And like, and would all just do poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Because everyone's going like, I'm going to make the big play. Right. And you don't know. You just don't, There's not that trust. If you could like uh, sign up with a friend, that was always ideal. But I couldn't crack it either. I mean, that's the whole reason why we started Broad City. I was obsessed with UCB. All I wanted was to get on that stage and like could not. Mm. Me too. Uh, never get on those teams or anything. And so Alana and I were like, should we just like make something? And so that was... Well, we did. But the practice group, we would perform. I mean, that was so fun. We and would Alana was like, on this group? Yeah. Me on and Alana. This in this group. Her brother, Elliot. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, Tim Martin. I don't know if you know. Let me do a take each way and we'll edit it accordingly. Oh, yeah, Tim. No, no, I don't know Tim. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what if I do? That's I'm so, so scared. so funny. No, I don't know if you would know Tim. Anyway, like he is the one that introduced Alana and I, but we would perform at like under St. Mark's Theater, like sure. little black box theaters where you'd rent the space and like give shots to the audience wow. to like get them. It was just like You're a very really fun time. Me back. Yeah. yeah, that's really bringing but me back. Never getting on one of the house teams at UCB, and that was very much the uh, what is it called? The like. Impetus? Yeah, to start our own thing. Yeah, those gatekeepers can be good for the people that are there at the beginning when the gate is first being put up. Yep. And then it actually becomes like this bottleneck that you, even great people, it's just, it's not even a UCB thing or, or other places thing, just the nature of gatekeepers. Then they just yeah. start keeping out more people yeah. than they let And in. there's never going to be enough space for everybody. And if you're a little bit different, yeah, you're not going to fit into like the formula of like a Harold team or whatever. Well, I know this sounds absurd now and isn't that fun, but like a two lady team in 2009 would have been kind of like, okay, not, not full. Okay. But it wasn't exactly like, like, correct me if I'm wrong. This was still when most people going to an improv show were expecting nine white guys and a girl. Yes. Right. And so we knew going in was like, okay, the slots for us are so few. Yeah. And um, also we were both just like kind of different. Like Alana wasn't as, obs she was it really into improv, but I was like obsessed with improv. Mm. And Alana, I mean, what we do, what we ended up doing at Broad City is not improv. So it was, it was more, it was always based on our dynamic. So we were never doing like, we would never have really done a two-person improv show because our what we ended up finding was just sort of like these two amplified versions of us. Mm -hmm. And then we can improvise within that context of the situation we're laying out or like the scripted episode. But we were never, like on our team, we were good and fine, but that was never like our goal was to like go on for us to be like all these different characters mm -hmm. necessarily. Mm -hmm. But there were like um, Nicole Byer was uh, her her team uh, with Keisha and uh, Sashir were really popular. There were like yes. women doing not Harold stuff. But I, I know what you mean. It's just 
that seems like the new normal. Like you'd be like, of course it's like a this or yes, this or this. But, but very much in two thousand nine, that's about when I, I left in two thousand ten. So it was still it was it, it was unconscious, meaning I don't think we knew we were doing it, but that's what was happening. It, you were an outlier if you were two ladies. <laughs> um, and did you guys become super close friends right away? Is there some funny story that you went to a KFC that was also a Taco Bell and you stayed there all night or something? Like, what is the story? We, the story is um, just so this guy Tim Martin brought Alana onto. I know Tim. Yeah. <laughs> brought Alana onto our practice group that I'd we'd been going Lennon Parham was sometimes our coach for that Lennon too in the beginning. Le- yeah. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's great. She's the best. And so Tim had brought these two new players, Alana and Elliot, her brother, onto the team that night. And I was so confused because I really thought that Alana was Alia Shawkat, who played maybe on Arrested Development. You thought it was her. I didn't know, I didn't know what that actress's name was real in real life. You just thought it was maybe for because they they really look alike. My God, I never put that together. Yeah, but they yes, really they look do. alike, yeah. and so I thought. And I'm going to add to the mix. One of the people in She Hulk looks enough like her that I was like, "Is that just for a second? I don't oh, even know who it wow. is. Maybe Ta- Tatiana. All I saw was a preview. It might have been at a gas station. <laughs> maybe, but I don't think they get like. Alia and Alana get like mistaken for each other sometimes, yeah, yeah. Which, which is what happened. And I also like, I didn't know her real name, and I, I and Arrested Development, the original one, had just end, had ended. And I was like, well, maybe she moved to New York and would be in the comedy scene here. By the way, someone I know took a clown class, and what's her name? Maybe? Alia. Alia was in that class. Oh, so there you go. So like exactly what you were going like. It might have been Alana. I don't think <laughs> it was. Kidding, that is so funny. Your I don't friend think it was. thought it was her too. <laughs> you assume everyone makes that mistake. And so we went to McManus. Yes. Which is where the UCB community and, and like just the com. It's one of the bars that the comedy community at least used to hang out at. And we went there that night and we were at the bar and Alana and I were just like hitting off. We were the only two girls on this team. And the more she talked, she was like, I'm from Long Island. And we ended up having a friend in common. And I was like, this is not the girl. Like, this is not the girl from Arrested Development. You were slowly putting yeah, it together. Yeah, this is not the girl. You're but not. I really love this girl, Alana. Yes. <laughs> and she was so, I can't, you know, just so all the things that make Alana unique. Just very bold and opinionated and hilarious and just like really felt very different to who I was at the time, which is what we ended up amplifying. So I was always a little bit shyer, a little bit more insecure, doubtful of like why I was even trying to do what I was trying to do. And Alana had this sense about her that felt like she really knew who she was. And that is sort of like the seeds of these two characters. Yes. Yeah. And but that, by the way, who wouldn't feel that way with Alana? Like that, what a great wild card. And then you're like, well, I'll just kind of tone myself down a couple notches and we'll have a nice odd couple going yeah. on. But it was, it was, we were just on this team for two years before Broad City. And that was just this, our dynamic. Like mm. we just made each other laugh. Mm. So we're very much, we're very alike. Both have older brothers, both, Jewish, both 
more culturally Jewish than religious. And I don't know. We just, uh, this dynamic was just cracked both of, both of us up. And then when we were both really frustrated with our careers, we're like, what if we just did something else? What if we made this thing that was like tangible? Yeah. A little bit like I was talking about, well, I could draw and I could see I could draw. Like we were trying to do these shows and we're like, what if we made a thing that was like a thing you could send yeah and it was like a piece of something that would audition for you and would exist when you like something that's like like doing a web series or a video or whatever it's out there walking around even when you're asleep yeah whatever yeah and it gave us control over something gave us agency um in that we could no one we couldn't we were auditioning for commercials just couldn't get anything like you know what let's just do this yeah invest like we were so broke we also worked next to each other where well i worked at a bakery called bird bath and lucia and yellow name for a bakery isn't that where birds poop or bathe okay they bathe yeah (laughs) i poop in the bath so i I don't know what's going on (laughs) sorry i'm confused i'm always bathing in the toilet and then i take a big dump in the tub usually but um yeah um why are they always covered in bird shit (laughs) they're not uh go on i worked at this bakery sorry we had started broad city the web series and i worked at a bakery which was the city bakery in new york had these offshoots called bird bath i worked at one of those and one of our best friends lucia and yellow who now does the show hacks mm-hmm. and who was a ep and one of them our, our main director of broad city later on had worked at this company called life booker which we were in the craze of like groupon Mm-hmm. type businesses and that was another one of those um lucia got this job and then got alana a job like a week later or a couple weeks later and then got me a job hmm. and so we i was sitting next to alana and we were doing we were making broad city the web series and sort of you know every episode we were paying like our director like 100 bucks or like paying the pizza shop to stay open a an hour later to let us shoot in the back 50 bucks and like hmm. bringing bagels to everybody. Like it was so DIY. Wow. Yeah. Cause that was, our stories are very similar to keep it brief. I was frustrated not being able to get in certain places, certain gatekeepers, doors closed. Yeah. And then I've told this story before, but I noticed people like Aziz were making human giant videos and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But like, the thing that I found to be really, I knew for a long time, and it was like a, a pretty s- frustrating time in my life where I was writing sketches and I wanted to do them, but I didn't know who could edit and shoot and who had equipment and who had lights and stuff. And until I met Oren Brimmer, yep. who does everything, and we still work together, but like finding an Oren or finding a Brendan Colehurst, you know, like really hard. How did you find some? I know you studied video a little bit. But. Yeah, but I didn't, wasn't, I will, again, mine were sort of like a camera and I was doing a character and then I'd figure out how to edit a little, but I yeah. never really trained in that way. So there used to be this site called the IRC, Improv Resource Center, uh. that I would go on, you know, you'd find out about shows or someone is looking for a new improv members you you would just like you'd go on there and there'd be like it was almost like a little reddit mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with reddit i think it's like reddit neither but am it was i sort but of I'll like a place where you could just real fast 
You what? I'll say, as I have many times, I've said yeah. subreddit. I don't know what that means. It's <laughs> like a... <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a league of their own. Yeah. And then they talk about it. But I think they write it in HTML. I don't know what I it don't is. know. Yeah, well, it was like that where like, there were like these just like discussions, but also you could post like something you needed or wanted or... Get out. It did. worked. Yeah, and so this guy, Rob Michael Hugel... Edit that out. What? That worked? <laughs> no, edit out this oh, guy's name. This guy's oh, name. We're not giving him any this love. This guy, Rob Michael Hugel, would, posted that he was like interested in directing and editing. And so I knew him from a class or a practice group. And I was like, dude, we're looking for that. And for the first season of Broad City, the web series, we did two seasons. He did all of them. And okay. then the second season... We expanded, and so we had a bunch of different directors. So, like, Paul Briganti, who ended up being, like, SNL's director. Um, Lucia. Um, who else? Um, um, just a lot of directors that are that really wanted to direct mm -hmm. this. And we had no money. We would... Rob worked just with us. I don't. And he had cameras? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he had a camera. I mean, we used one of these. I mean, like Canon. Was it a happy day? I, 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 this is a leading question, but the first sketch that I shot with me and Matt McCarthy and Oren, and Oren came and he brought a bounce out, like this light bounce, right. and he had a camera and he had a tripod, and I was just like, I could have cried. I was like, oh, I found the guy. Was that a feeling like, oh, we're yeah. finally plugged in? I mean, we worked with Rob for the first season, and then it like it changed a little as like dynamics do, and we started working with other people and Rob still was like a part of it, but it felt like growing pains within the web series. But yeah, it, it was, it was exciting. Cause also, you know, a lot of people that are in the web series, like wanted to be actors and we needed extras. And so mm -hmm. it was always about using the community and I always found people on IRC. It was really back rad. To someone calling an Uber for, for Mikey. It's like that need again in tribe, they talk about how like, there's obviously disadvantages to being living in poverty, but the the need that forces people together into community yeah. is closer to our evolutionary history than wealth will ever be. In fact, the more wealth you have, you're at higher risk of suicide and depression. Yeah. And so when you're telling this story, I feel that right? <laughs> yeah, where I'm, I, I mean that this time it's like we're all racing towards being depressed and suicidal <laughs> in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, and like this that time was was so exciting. Yep. Because it was like hustling to try and find this stuff, and you know, listen, I I don't know the other people involved might have a different experience of doing this stuff, but we always hoped the intention was that everyone involved was getting experience for their real and their yep. what they wanted to do as well, and we paid them what we could pay them, and we would have these big parties. Like, do you remember ninety two Y Tribeca? Yeah which is not there anymore. It's a great space. But we'd have these big parties where we would screen like a couple episodes and have a big party. And like Whoa. the directors would come up and talk and like really trying to find that community. Hmm. Um, but then, the, you know, when we got the show, the TV version was always, we were writing about that time. Yes. So like Abby and Alana weren't trying to be actors and writers, but it was always that hustle. Yep on the TV version was about that that feeling of being in New York in your 20s and trying and doing like wanting and like that's finding right. your community and all that stuff. It's going to so, be the most interesting time of your life. Yes. That's what crashing was. Yeah. Okay, now I've reached a cruising altitude. Now I'll tell you 
a fabricated, mostly true, but like exaggerated yep. or toned down in some cases version of what it was like. Yeah, I, the reason I'm I'm shining a light on this is like for all the people watching that are in that that time when you're yes. like uncertain, the gatekeepers won't let you in. You haven't found your Alana in your case, in my case, my Orin, my Matt. Like that means you're on the same path. We were all, everybody has a time where yep. they're just like, this isn't working. Yeah. And but, if that means you're in good company. And also I found that though, listen, I hope I, I mean, I, I have written about other things, yeah. but that was, that time was the most fruitful material for sure. resource for me. For sure. Cause you were, you were flapping in the wind. Yeah. And I mean, even looking back on it, like I needed to, to go through all that, what felt like those shitty, hopeless kind of moments where you're just trying to get anything. Like that is most of my material mm -hmm. is from that mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. And I'm not, now I'm not forcing it, but a league of their own, it's not about the third season of the baseball league. It's about the first season. It's about the running to the train exactly. and leaving your life. Exactly. We love those stories. Yes, about the like, shit, who am I? Like, I feel like it's always about figuring it out. Yep. Figuring out where you are. And once you have it figured out, I mean, I'm not saying, look, to a certain extent, I have it figured out and I love my life. I just don't have a lot. I don't have as many stories about it. I don't yeah. want to be like, well, I went to the Whole Foods and- it, they had less kale than yeah. I wanted. Like that's not as interesting as like we'd go to the Whole Foods and eat the free samples and leave. <laughs> Always. That is everyone. Yep. <laughs> or ninety nine cent trouble. pizza. You'd be like, you have to. You can't just. That's right. Yep. And you just want to be like, you're just some guy. You don't work for this yogurt company. You're just you're, you're, you're we're the same team. I know. Tell me. I don't want to get into what Val and I call nasty delicious when you're talking shit, but I am interested in when going from web series to TV show, I remember when I got my first couple credits, there's just like a little bit of a survivor's, uh, what's it called? Survivor's guilt. Was there, I mean, you can't bring all of these people with you. Everybody that went to 92Y Tribeca, I'm going to say 99% of them couldn't come on the, let's not call it a lifeboat. That's too dramatic. But you got this break. How did you navigate your first success? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, again, I'm sure there are people who probably hate me. Rue your name. <laughs> or, you know, you, I, Buddy, without I mean, me intending that, or I thought maybe I handled a situation one way and, and didn't. That's yep. just. I just want to say, you know, absolutely. That's, that's true for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that sucks, but I'm, I mean, I hope it's not like a vicious hate, but yeah. maybe like the situation felt very different for them than it felt mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably inevitable because I have that with, on the other side. Oh, forget it. So. Talk about like Aziz, there was like, I looked at him, but there was also times where I was just like, Aziz, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is, what is his and life? There's, that was his business. Yeah. And my business was my business, but like I, they become the symbol of your frustration. Yeah, and I'm sure, and yeah, I'm sure that that w happened. Um, I think we had worked with so many people on the web series, and then there was like this big, huge time lapse of us pitching and developing, and we were at FX for a year writing the pilot, and then they passed, and then we were like, there was so much time that we hadn't really been working with anyone specifically 
when we were done with the web series that it felt like crazy to not like it wasn't it wasn't like someone we were like by at yep. that point. Yep. Um, That's probably good. It slowed yeah, things down yeah. a little bit. And again, maybe that there was messiness in the middle there, but um, I think we've we really tried, and not even out of like listen, so many people helped us but they were people whose work we loved. So it wasn't even like we owe them. It was like, well, we do, they did, we do owe them and they're great. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it wasn't like we're bringing people, we're trying to include people because we feel owed. It was like both. It was like they were part of this and they're awesome at this. So I was so happy with the, the TV show in, um, I always felt like it was an extension of UCB and the comedy community in New York. Like, you can't watch an episode without... And Neil was in the pilot. Uh, Neil... Casey. Casey. Yeah, and Neil was in Broad City. And just, I think, in Broad City, we... There are so many New York comedy people in every... In the series, right? I mean, Hannibal, we met... I mean, Hannibal, we had known for a long time. He used to do stand-up at shows where we were doing our improv team shows. Hannibal, Gemberling, uh, two of our, Paul, I mean, Paul Downs uh, wrote on the show as well. And Paul and Lucia were t- our main two collaborators from UCB, like from UCB days. Like it just felt such an extension of that community mm-hmm, that actually mm-hmm. we couldn't, we couldn't perform on that stage. And then I almost felt like we created a space where we all could. We all could. Yeah. And even in, even in league, like Don Finelli is on Darcy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dar- I mean, I've known Darcy for fifteen years. I met in a commercial acting class that I truly. Brooke felt- and Mary? No, not Brooke and Mary. I bet we took the same one though. It was it was someone. Darcy's, I can't like, remember sings their name. Her name to me all the time because Darcy has a story. Darcy felt like she said she went home. And told Jason, her husband, when we took this class, she was like, there's this girl in this class that's great. And the teachers think she sucks. <laughs> oh <laughs> like the teachers just like can't God. see it. Yeah. But I, I really feel that way where I'm like, I believe in these people. Like I think these people are so funny. Yes. So Thank if you, I have the again. power to like cast people, I'm going to cast the people who I love working with because they're fun in the process and they're great. And for some reason, like aren't always thought of. It's like... I wish you would say this so we could put it on the YouTube thumbnail, but I'm going to say it. If you don't like the gatekeepers, build your own gate. Yeah. It was, <laughs> would you say that? I'm just kidding. No, just like kidding. I don't think that we ever thought that, but like we just like, it became that yes. where it was like, wow, we're going to cast Gethard. Yeah. My Gethard and Shannon O'Neill were yeah. the two most influential improv teachers for me. And Will Hines, like uh, yeah. Anthony King, Ronan, like uh, all these people yeah. who had this. Edit all of that out. Who had yeah. this <laughs> yeah, yeah. effect on us were yeah. all in the show. Yeah, yeah. Take it out, please. Um, yeah. So. Love it. Need it. Again, our lives are very similar because with Crashing, I was like, one of the reasons Judd wanted to do Crashing was he said, if there's great comics that don't have their own show, we could do an episode just about them. Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah. we The show kind of went a different direction, but. Uh, we got to cast a lot of people. Yeah. Let, you also oh. worked with, I think you Sloven worked on your show too, right? Mm-hmm. Sloven was on ours too. He did? The best. You got to have Eric Sloven. Got to. I always think about how his wife, is, what's his wife's name? Amy Ryan. 
because she's incredible. Yeah. And whenever we see her... I love them as a couple so much. I've never seen them as a couple, but I we watch The Office kind of all the time. And I'm always like, I can't believe... No, this is no disrespect to Eric, but she's so magical. I'm like... I can't believe she's not married to like George Clooney or something. You know what I mean? Like she well, just she's like literally I feel like there's a movie where she is married to George Clooney. Is there? Well she's just like That's what I mean. She's just like one of the greats. One of the greats. And, and so, it's funny. so funny. So funny. But they're great. That I believe couple it. Is like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I hope that didn't come out like I was like this bum, because Erica's a delight. Yes. An absolute delight. Shifting gears ever so slightly. Um have you ever seen a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you sure? Would you like to? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't either. Um, what about this? Is a this is pretty open ended? But like, has anything in your life happened that you can't explain? That sort of defies the laws of of reason, or like it just remains confusing to you? A couple examples would be. You know, uh, certainly a ghost, a UFO, an alien. Uh, you went to a psychic and they told you this, this, or this. Anything unexplainable? And no is fine. Hmm. Or synchronicity? Oh, I mean, I do feel, I don't have an example, but I feel like some synchronicities, I'm very aware of synchronicity. Yeah. And love when it happens. Me too. But I can't think of one. No, right I now. wouldn't ask you to. But like they. But they're like breadcrumbs. They're yes. like we must be on the right path. Yes. Speaking of oh God, what happened last night? They happen so often to Val and I as a couple. Not to say we're like this magical pixie couple, but we sort of are. <laughs> How annoying! But like we'll be talking about. It has to be something really obscure. Like, uh, T-ball isn't obscure enough, but let's say it's T-ball. Like, we have a long conversation about T-ball. And then that night, we're on my YouTube, which, of course, is all, like, weird mystical stuff and religious lectures and stuff. She's like, what's that one? And I click on it, and the guy will talk about T-ball for, like, five minutes. And we're like... That's nuts. And I'm like, Val, you that just happened two nights ago. I'm like, you picked it! Like, that's so fucking weird. I'm actually being more excited than I even am in the moment because I'm just like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Are you and your... By the way, this isn't like... I'm not trying to get at dirt or anything. I'm interested in your relationship. Aren't you engaged? I am engaged. Hey, congratulations. Are you super excited? I am really excited. We haven't planned anything. Great. Because you know what's trouble? It's just like... When uh, everything's planned. (laughs) And like, it's just like... like, like, It's such a business. The like... Yeah. The wedding business, it's just like, uh, like, it's so exciting and we're so excited when we, we keep like having like, okay, what do we want to do? And yeah. it's just like, I, I think we're both so excited to be engaged also. And it's okay not to, there is a pressure just because it's like, oh, if you want to get married at a place that's actually like a traditional wedding venue, it's like a year that's out. Right. That's, that's why right. there's this pressure, but- I think at this point, it's only been a couple months that we've been engaged, so it's still just six. Oh, I didn't know. How did you get engaged? We got engaged, and I'm not. I might not tell this whole thing. We got engaged. She was in London. You're like, well, David Blaine. Yeah, no, I don't, no, David I'm Blaine wasn't tell. there. <laughs> we were in, we were in London. She was shooting. She's going to be on the upcoming season of Ted Lasso. Oh, fun. Yeah, and we were in London, and um, it happened there. Cute. <laughs> she waited until it turned six o'clock on yep. Big Ben and the ring was on the, yep. the six. And it fell. And it fell. And uh, you went, she was like, just keep holding yeah, your hand like this. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. 
<gasps> and then and Jason Sudeikis walked by and went, now that's an engagement. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, and she, I couldn't believe she got him. And she's like, he charged me $50,000. He, <laughs> he did. No friend So we Ray. can't afford the wedding anymore. But. Val would say, were she here, um, a wedding planner will remove thine fear. I know. <laughs> just I think kidding. We, like a wedding planner is great. We just like haven't, it's been like such a. Oh, don't even worry about summer, it. Summer, but that is the. You know what is reminding me of, Abs, is is your approach to acting and creativity. And and Val is Val got excited about planning. Not in the uh what is the typical gender typical or whatever whatever it is. Like, oh the lady can't wait to she just like she kept saying I'm going to say this to you and see how, what you guys do with it. It's like she wanted to invite people to a space that looked like our love. So it was a very warm wedding. Yeah. Very safe. It Where was kind of low feels like you just want to create an experience that can celebrate this thing. That's that right. That feels like you guys. And you're inviting them into yes. it. And there really is something just as primates, as mammals, it feels good. I'm just excited for you to invite other bodies into a space that feels like you guys. Yeah. And then saying, hey, we love each other and we just want you to hear that. I know. That's it, this whole thing is special. built on that. It and is. I I really love weddings. And Me you also too. feel when you're at one that That's good. is like that. Good and it doesn't have to be like exactly to, yeah. what I would want. Yeah. In in the way of like it's a good wedding. It's just like, wow, that feels like them. Yeah. And I'm so I feel happy that I was there to witness that. And once you're married uh, you might already understand this as having been in a relationship, but like, especially when you're married, you go to another wedding, it's like 0.02% your wedding renewed because you hear you the vows and you cry and you're like, I still feel it. <laughs> and, like, and then you're like, and there are other couples that are like, but that's wonderful. And um, sorry, but it seemed like you skipped over the engagement story. So why don't you tell them? I'm just kidding. I know you did. I know you did. That's okay. I'm excited and please, you already said it. I have no advice. I'm just echoing what you already said, which is just enjoy being engaged. Yeah. Like, what's the rush? I, I know. Enjoy the it. The only rush is that it's, it is like also exciting. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the rush in the same way it. that like yeah. supermarket sweep, there's yeah. a rush. <laughs> yep. Love that one. I love revisiting that. Oh my god, it's on Netflix, I believe. I know. It's it's a hoot. With the ham. Gotta grab the, the ham. Hams. Grab the ham. John Ham too. Just grab him if you see him. It's okay. He won't mind. <laughs> um so nothing unexplainable other than synchronicities. I know, I Have don't you ever think... Oh, it's okay. Zero. People ask me, sometimes fans will ask me questions yeah. that I ask and they're like, What was that? And I go, yeah. I got nothing. I I, I, I can't know. I can't answer my own questions. So please don't uh feel bad. Um have you ever almost died? That one's easier. I would know. This would be top of mind, wouldn't it? You would know. Sometimes it's when you were a kid. Uh, I don't think forget. I've had a like major okay. almost death. That's all right. Yeah. That no. makes me nervous. Like it's like zero. Uh, this isn't happen. final destination. Yeah. No. Most people have one really good one occasionally you get one i remember taylor tomlinson's was like i wish you hadn't told that story like it was like like a terrifying like yeah. a scary one yeah. we're looking for like i got caught by the riptide yeah, that yeah. sort of no, no, thing I like, no I okay haven't had. all good yeah all good well um you mentioned your cultural Juda judaism mm -hmm. from the tribe of judah mm -hmm. <laughs> 
where are you now? Know that you're in the safest place possible. Um, so it's an agenda free, but like, and I really mean now, like Abby today, here we are conscious, alive, alive at the same time, fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Alive at the same time as like Toby McGuire. Like just like mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that. That I might that I that we are alive at the same time uh, as Toby McGuire. Just a tossed pillow. <laughs> I had to. I couldn't think of a of a more dynamic answer. Um but like it is confusing and none of us are talking about it really. And I know there are easy answers, but there are easy answers on both sides of the spectrum. Where are you at when it comes to the meaning of life? Um, one way at it is, do you think death is the end? Do you have any deity or any, any framing device? Just what comes to mind? Hmm. No, it's so nice to, I don't often stop and think about this. And I feel like, I'm not as spiritual right now as I feel like I am. Interesting. I know that feeling. And that might be also the way I'm feeling of like this. I'm just (laughs) like, I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Even the vacation felt like I was intentionally putting time like over here to do the vacation where I, but I feel like I, the rhythm of what I want my life to look like normally would have more space for that. And like that just kind of means more quiet. Yep. For me. Um, yeah, I do feel really, again, culturally Jewish. I I mean, I had a bat mitzvah as a kid, and I do feel connected in that way, but not religious. I don't go to temple. Yeah. The thing about that that I miss and that I feel like would be nice is that community. Of course. But I never felt that, never felt connected to that community as a kid. Yep. If that makes sense. Like I liked the gathering on high holidays and things like that, but it, those actual people in that room didn't feel necessarily the, like the community. Um, just want to say same. Yeah. And so it's a weird thing. You, you it's almost like it an were. aspirational community yeah. in that way. But I do think that that is why I felt so connected to Alana. And we had this like shared culturalness to us. Yeah. And I think... But also a displaced feeling from it. Yeah. Because, by the way, again, yanked from my own experience, it turns out the people, the large number of people that don't feel at home in the community that your parents probably feel at home, those exiled people are a community. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We just don't have anywhere to meet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're just around. Yeah, But Um, you can find them. Yeah. Then you find Alana and you're like, like Val, her parents are pastors and stuff. And like, that was a huge reason why we bonded was we knew the same praise songs and we knew, but we also had that same sort of like, it's almost, but not quite right. Yeah. And then you look for it together. Yeah. But I guess for me, Spiritually, I really feel most connected when I'm in nature. Yes. Like that is kind of, I think, taken the place of like whatever that, I don't even feel like I felt connected really religiously as a kid going to temple. Yes. It felt like something I was supposed to do. Yeah. And now I do feel most connected to whatever people would call God. I don't know if I... I really need to examine it a little more. I'm in a I'm in a moment where I'm like not sure, but I think my spirituality really is um, n- nature. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it's funny. I where did I get this? I'm forgetting the name of it. It's a Vedanta book. It doesn't matter. It. I mean, it does matter, but it also doesn't matter. The the writer makes the point that God is just a word that means origin. Yeah. Right. So it, it's it's been ruined certainly over and over and over and will continue to be ruined. That's what we do with it. But when you're in nature, a couple things. One, silence is everybody, every mystic, every teacher worth their salt will always say the same thing, which is like, there's no greater teacher than silence. Yeah. And, and the more um, accustomed you are to being with yourself and being silent and being yeah. still, great. And they all will say that nature is a great way to get into that. Because I don't know if, if you're the same as me, you seem like you are. Like we're achievers, we like doing stuff, we like making stuff. And then underneath that drive, for me, it's it's a uh, repurposing of anxiety into drive, is a feeling that if I'm not producing, I'm not worthy, like mm-hmm. I'm worthless. And the great thing about Nate, I, I don't really believe that, but that's still in there. No, it's, yeah, yeah. It's still in there. We've, we're we working on it. We can critically know that that's not right, but that's That's like right, a, yeah. Exactly. And there was a time that I critically thought it was right. Right, right. <laughs> um, but nature, and I've said this a million, but Richard Rohr talks about how nature is beautiful and asks nothing from you. And there's th- that's just one of the things that calms me down about yeah. it. Like, there's nothing sinister about this podcast, but you are doing my podcast. Like, we're having a nice chat, but you're doing my podcast. So I am asking something from you. Um, again, I hope that's not malicious or gross. But a no. sunset, Abby, yeah. it's given you everything. And it doesn't even care if you look at it. I mean, I could yeah. cry. That is just like yeah. so necessary. I think I'm going to say to people like us. And I, I also like the secondary part of it is like, well, I think of nature as like going out and looking at the sunset or I'm on a hike and you're, you're able to get away from like everything. Yes. But then going back to your, the synchronicity, like that also, I think is when I feel most, I mean, it's really just feeling a connection Mm -hmm. to this so it's when i'm in nature i really feel connected Connected. and we are part of nature and so the synchronicities that happen maybe not i mean you could feel it with the t-ball thing but i think it's like the the synchronicities that happen when you where you think of someone Mm. and they call you yeah or you run, you you're, you thought of someone, and you 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 go out and you you're running an errand, and like you you see them. Yes. Like thing like energetically, yep. that also feels like the secondary part of like the nature. Yes. Where I feel connected, where I'm like, okay, so like there, it's bigger than like the energy of it all. That's right. You're not yeah. isolated. Yeah. That's the whole point. Everybody knows I'm going to say this, but religion breaks down to re, like to do it again. Ligio comes from the same word for ligament, so to reconnect. So when you're in nature, you see it. You see this non-resisting thing. Like, I know it's an extreme example, but in a forest fire, the trees aren't like, oh, no, 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 no. There's right. just kind of like, it's just kind of doing what it does, including yeah. living and dying. Same with animals dying, by the way. They don't go like, oh, no, no, what about my things? They, right. they just kind of go, I've been with my cat when it dies. It just sort of like goes. And there's something connecting and soothing to go like even though we have these highly developed frontal lobes that give us this like different perspective yeah you're that yeah you're you're that like when i look at the stars you're that yeah it's not what so many of us grew up thinking which is like you're this thing that was placed in this world that like walks around and explores it like an astronaut right you are 
a product of it. Yeah. You're an extension of it. Right. In fact, you're a linchpin holding it all together. And and even your death is appropriate yeah. in the wholeness of it. Like because it's not about Abby and it's not about Pete. It's about this one life. So I mean, you don't need my validation, but I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I also, in the last, yeah, maybe last year, but I read the, the overstory. Mm-mm. It's just beautiful. It's for me. Richard Powers. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful book about trees, connectivity. Really? Yeah. Well. One of the fav- my favorite books I've ever read. Overstory. The overstory. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to put my phone here. Like I'm big into trees. Remember. Well, you should be. Abby, why are the most interesting things the most boring things? Like trees and the way that they use spores. The, the So there's the... This book. Right? They're fascinating. And they're all... It's like all connect. Like it's... Yeah. yeah. And we're that way. Yes. So when you're thinking of your friend... I know we don't have the data for this. Although some would say we do have the data for this. There's There's interesting... I forget what it's called. I think it's called the science delusion, but it's called something different in America. Anyway, someone messaged it to me. There's this British guy who, who talks about the the mythology, meaning the beliefs, the unquestioned beliefs of science. And and one of them is, is things like if Abby thinks of somebody and then they call him, that's hogwash. Uh, and meaning we don't have the... It's How not, would we measure? Yeah. And, and, and it's not yet agreed upon. Right. But I think there there will be a time yeah. when it is agreed upon, yeah. or we'll go into another dark ages. Who knows? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually not pessimistic. I just mean like that seems to be what's going on. Like yeah, we yeah, tick, 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 and then it's like burn the libraries. You know what I mean? Not. I actually didn't even mean that in a fearful way. So I'm going to read that overstory. But I think everything you need to know, and not to be too religious, but every time, not every time. Often when people ask Jesus a question, he would say, look, look at the trees. He would say, look at the fruit of the tree. He would look, look at the birds. It's one of my favorite teachings on anxieties. He's like, look at the birds. They, they don't worry about where their food comes from because they know that they're part of a system. Right. Obviously, you and I need to plan our lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Probably right around now. I know. <laughs> but, but the point <gasps> remains. The point yeah. remains. Um, well... This was a delight. Is is there any? Oh, I had one League of Their Own question. Okay. Um, how dare you? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm just yeah, kidding. No, save that one for the end. Um, <laughs> how dare you go back into my childhood? I'm just kidding. Uh, I was. How old was I when I came out? It doesn't matter. When you put on the uniform mm-hmm. and you ran out on the field. Yeah. Emotional? Yeah. Putting on, you know, so the pilot, we didn't wear them. You wore your kind like of... a practice uniform because it's like tryouts, right? I mean, even that felt emotional. Just like because uh, there's a field of yes. women in old timey practice gear, but putting on the peaches uniform, yeah, um, it, that just felt bizarre. Yeah, like that made it feel very real. Yeah, um, and, and that was a very formative film for me. And just of course. Like, what. Are we doing? We didn't get to this. What are we? I don't. Yeah, you know, like wait. As do you identify as queer? Is that the right word? Yeah. Okay, so as a queer person, yeah. was that movie like? I mean, I I'm not queer, but I watched that movie and Rosie, I'm dying. Like I can't like any story, whether it's sexual identity or otherwise, about someone, despite the outside world, 
claiming their truth. Moonlight, I know it's another sexual one, it destroys me every time. But if you go like, I have to live authentically. Yeah. Which, by the way, Tribe mentions the three things that you need to be happy. One is you need to feel like you're good at your job. One is you need to feel connected to community. But the third one, you might not guess, is you need to feel authentic in your life. Isn't Hmm. that crazy? Of course. But, of course. But yeah. But how many people do you know that maybe you went to high school with and, and you talk to them and they sound like they're doing some sort of character? I know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't feel that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's huge. So that, so tell, is there a little bit, we're sort of at the time, if you have to go, uh, I completely understand. And that's, that's not passive aggressive. Like, if you want to end this and everyone boos. But I did forget to ask about that. And I'm very interested in like sexual identity, a league of their own, your own coming out, all that sort of stuff. Where, where does that vibe? Yeah, I mean, vibe? when I, I watched that movie and did not, in Naya came out in 92, I did not really clock that. Yeah. It's also not over. You mean for yourself? Well, for myself, no, at, yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't come into my that my sexuality until I was in my early 30s. Right. So like it truly I, like was I'm not, not... Even surprised. I'm sorry. I, I again, even as a straight person, it wasn't until my early 30s that I was like, what do I actually like? It turns out it's women, but like Yeah, like I just was yeah, like I didn't I wasn't like a, I wasn't ever against it and I had like thought I I had like I had been like maybe I like should I like try to like hook up with girls and I was like I don't think I'm in, like, I truly was not, I don't know. Mm. Um, and I went to art school. I, I really feel like it was a missed opportunity, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, so it, it just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Also, I think the generation I'm 38, like I just, I'm like, there was like two out people maybe in my high school. It was like, we just grew up in a time where that was like not no content about like Will and Grace. Yeah, and then like Ellen, like Ellen, like truly like there's nothing. Yep. So and Ellen know, was a big deal. Remember when we were all like, deal. "She's gay." Huge like, deal. Big deal. And Rosie wasn't out when this film was made, and her character is not overtly yeah gay at all. You're right. Talks about a boyfriend, and then like throws his throws his picture out the out the window because he doesn't treat her well. Right. Not, but because, not because she's no. Like, this is I'm living a lie. No, it was not. But it is like considered, it's not considered, but it is sort of like was this film that queer people love because it's just about. I think that any story that's about a group of people that are like this, like kind of like they're outsiders and they found each other. Yeah. Any story where that's people right. have like found their community that's right. is and the very, at a, especially in the forties, what you're not supposed to do it. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's why it was so. It's like a queer film, but it's not queer at all. Yeah, but so that was this, this that was part of at least this reimagining was like this community. Well, that league, the All American Girls League, which is like where the peaches are, which is only half of the show version, was really queer. Like a lot of women on that league were queer. Doing the research, we found out, like we found more and more that that was the case. <laughs> and that generation, this generation that we are exploring in the show version, 
is about a generation of women playing baseball. So it's not just about the white women or the white passing women that were allowed to be on this league. It's about what happens when that door closes for women of color who were fucking great at baseball. Yeah. Where, where did they play? And so we're trying to tell a lot of stories, a lot of queer stories too. And so I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I guess, I mean, I, since I realized this about myself, I've put it into everything I can just because I put everything else about myself into stuff. So Broad City, I think more than league is like a more true version of my experience. So like, in the fourth season of Broad City, Abby meets a girl because she smashes her face. She like faints and smashes her face, which did happen to me too. I have a scar on my nose. <laughs> and at the hospital, this is not true, but at the hospital, like meet the doctor, she like asks out because she's like, wait, the only reason I'm not asking her out is because she's a woman, but like I'm attracted to her. And that was exactly what it felt like for me. Really? Where I was like, wait, I'm like into this person, but they're a girl, like a they were a guy who would ask them out. Huh. I was very much into that at the moment. Yeah. Like very much like, vote, like just like not in love with you, but like you want to get a drink. And I felt like well, the only reason I'm not doing that is because she's a woman. Like that's fucked up. So let me like, ask, let me ask her out and see what happens. Yeah. And then that's that what so happened in IRL? Yeah. And, and then, they said yes, this person? Yeah. And, and then how did that go? It went great for a while, and then it so didn't. So you dated that person? Yeah, and then it didn't. You know, and that is also, like, I'm so, again, sort of into what you were talking about, of, like, uh, that those moments in your life where you feel like they're, like, the worst. Like, m- me being broken up with and, like, heartbroken after that relationship, I was devastated. It was a new, and I, it was so essential Mm. that too like mm. i'm so happy that happened they they broke up with you yeah i mean i i it was terrible <laughs> going there like it was such a that was like that's what my book is about in part about just like whoa figuring this out about myself that i do i do also like i'm marrying a woman but i'm like i still would i guess if i were to label myself more in the label it i know i identify as queer but i would be bisexual yeah i was like wow i missed out on like half the population here and i don't know the way that all went down and i was like devastated and heartbroken um it was so essential to who i am now so i'm like yep it's um all part of it it's the forest again yeah it needed to it needed to burn (laughs) it needed to burn and then like regrow and now i'm like wow yeah yep yep you are nature wow That's pretty wild. I love that. And I'm excited for you. I think you're going to like being married. I like Thanks, being married. Thanks, me too. It's fun. Um, but it's a girl, right? Are you worried about cooties? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we haven't kissed yet, so I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I had to get over that. When you're raised your whole life, girls, cooties, girls, cooties. Let me ask you the final question. Okay. Can you tell me a time in your life <laughs> that you laughed really, 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 really hard? Maybe you were on drugs. Maybe someone farted. Maybe someone fell down. These are the these are the offens. Oh, I have one. This is I yeah. Okay, so I'll try to make this quick. So I was in high school, and my one two of my best friends, Sam and Jess, uh, we were volunteering um, to. Sk- <laughs> 
It was like Halloween and we were volunteering to scare kids on like a trail. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why it was like, they like needed people to like, there was like a, like a haunted trail in like this like community center. They like needed people to like volunteer to like be the people that like scared people. Anyway, <laughs> we were doing that. And then we also simultaneously were teens and we're like, there's a party tonight. We need to leave. And so we'd committed to volunteering and then we're sneaking out. Also, like, what were we volunteering? It wasn't like a charity. It was like a to scare kids. Yeah. You were a scare group. Anyway, so we were like, we got to sneak out of this trail to go to the party we really wanted to go to. We were like Are seniors you dressed in high as school. ghouls? We had like masks and wigs. And I think we were going to my house after to change. Anyway, so we're running away from the trail, like trying to be like sly about it. And we finally, I was in the front because I was pretty fast. I was in the front and we were like, it was like from trail into parking lot, like pavement change. Like, so like the, like black top of the, of the parking lot, like was like a dip in the. Yes. Anyway, sprinting and we're like looking back and we're like, we made it, we made it. I trip over the like pavement, go down so hard. Okay. Like, like, like full, like down on the pavement. And Jess is right on my tail. And so she, <laughs> she falls on over me, like trips on me. And then Sam like made it out clear, but we were, we were dying. Like, cause we'd been trying to get away quietly and quickly and truly like hurt ourselves so much. Oh no. Leaving this volunteer, like, <laughs> Halloween like it was nuts and like really hurt ourselves and it was one of those moments as a teenager where I've never laughed harder oh my god and like like fully had like blood like blood like skinned like hurt every which was very fitting for the holiday like, yeah you looked even scarier it was so messy and you had a wig on it I was like, like that makes it yeah funny. it was like <laughs> like I think I I think I was, had a mask so I like took the mask off but like we were carrying like the shit that we had like dressed up as yeah it was so messy wow yeah I love that that's what I'm going to remember. It also reminded me of a bit I used to have where it was like a lot of people get hit by cars on Halloween, which is obviously sad. And it also has to be awkward, too, because for a moment you're like, either they're really hurt or that's a great costume. <laughs> great, like, in-action costume. My God. It seems to have some do. sort of pump action. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, that looks uh, expensive. It looks so real. Wow. Um, Abs, thank you so much. I was very excited so for this nice. one. I'm really glad you. It was you so fun. It made me well. like think about a lot of things. I'm glad it got toasty in here. We're gonna have to run that AC next time. You couldn't find. Oh no, no, that wasn't me being passive aggressive. Like Katie, you should have known. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. We thank end. you so much. Oh, I love Mitchell's versus the machines. Oh, I actually think. Thank you. Like it was like an Oscar-worthy movie. I love. They that. killed it. They they killed, killed it. it. And your performance is great in it. Thank you. So I'm excited. We have the guests say the catchphrase, which is keep it crispy. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to say keep it crispy. Did you do an affectation on your voice? Not no. really. So I sometimes I be... go a little bit like kid. Yeah, like, yeah a little, yeah, little, little younger. Yeah. Skew younger. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to finish that sentence for you. And I apologize. You knew, you knew where I was headed. <laughs> um, but so we'll have it as your character, but also as you. It's the same voice. It's the yeah. same voice. <laughs> Um, but because it is technically your character, I owe you a SAG. Uh, <laughs> yes, this will be as Katie Mitchell. Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. Yeah. Would you say keep it crispy just to close us out? 
Yeah. Keep it crispy. I mean, great voice. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> a couple options there. <laughs>